is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. That's again 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We start things out here tonight by going to uh, a special guest who we've had on actually in recent weeks. His name is VJ. Uh, VJ Boyapati, as a matter of fact. And he is the man behind the organizer of Operation Live Free or Die. VJ, are you there, sir? I am. How are you guys? Yeah, well, it's excellent. Uh, we're, we're excellent, and it's uh, good to have you back on the show. Now, the last time we had you on, uh, you, of course, were telling us all about Operation Live Free or Die, and at that time, I don't think you had the, the new website yet, which is, as I understand it, OperationLiveFreeOrDie.com? That's right, yeah. It used to be uh, hosted at uh, an old domain that I bought called Seattle Liberty, uh, and, you know, I'm from Seattle, that's why I had that uh, but yeah, we we bought uh, Operation Live Free or Die dot com, and uh, that's where the website is now. So give uh, give our listeners that are just tuning in at this point a uh, brief synopsis of what Operation Live Free or Die is. Okay, it's a grassroots movement to bring a thousand volunteers to New Hampshire in the uh, days and weeks before the primary to help canvas the entire state. We want to reach out to absolutely everybody in the state and uh, spread. Uh, the message of freedom, Dr. Paul's message of freedom, and let them know about Dr. Paul and why he is the candidate whose values are most uh, are most in line with the values of the state of New Hampshire. Excellent. And so far, according to Operation Live Free or Die dot com, looks like you've got 405 people that have signed up to actually come to New Hampshire for, what, some of them have already gotten there. I guess some are going to be there for as, as little as a week or two, depending on, you know, how much uh, personal commitments and work commitments they have where they're coming from. Uh, what are you seeing as far as the commitments uh, for, for these uh, members so far? Uh, so we, we've had people come in, actually. People have made some really big sacrifices. There have been a few people from Arizona and Oklahoma who have driven up already and have been here several weeks and have been canvassing every day in the freezing cold. Wow. And uh, uh, But, yeah, most people are, are going to be coming in the week or two weeks uh, before the primary, but uh, people are already starting to trickle in. And uh, last weekend, we, uh, or this weekend, I mean, uh, we had about 40 people come up from New York uh, to canvass around Manchester and Concord, and uh, it was an amazing uh, weekend. It was the, my first weekend in New Hampshire, and uh, at the end of, uh, I think it was Saturday, uh, all the volunteers ended up at Murphy's Tavern, which is a, a pub in Manchester. And owned, owned by the way, by Free State Project members, I'd like to point out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Keith, I think, is, is the owner. And uh, about halfway through the evening, Ron Paul showed up, and it was just amazing. It was kind of explosive. People were screaming and cheering, and uh, he stood up on a chair and gave an impromptu speech. And oh, that's pretty cool. It was yeah, it was really great. So how are, how's the canvassing going? Um, what kind of reactions are they getting at the doors? Uh, how many how many doors does one have to knock on? To, are you hitting everybody? Somebody? Are you hitting how's every single door, or are you only targeting certain houses? We, we're trying to get out to absolutely everyone, and I think that'll be possible once we have a 1,000 volunteers out here that I, I expect we'll get a 1,000. Um, You're halfway there. And yeah, we're, we're about halfway there. We're actually slightly higher than 400 people signed up because mm-hmm. that's not real time. 
uh, what's listed on the website. But uh, the response people have been getting is really good. Most voters in New Hampshire still seem to be undecided, but they're very receptive to Ron Paul's message, and a lot of people are happy to hear about him. A lot of people didn't know about him, and uh, that's why I think it's so important to canvas the state to go door-to-door. Advertising's important, and yeah. you know, some of these other drives that are going on are important, but uh, I don't think there's anything as effective as going door-to-door and discussing with people uh, issues that they think are important and uh, what Ron, Ron Paul's opinions are on Right. I think I think it's interesting that you point out that uh, many of the people that you're approaching, they haven't made up their minds yet. And that's a good thing. Um, You know, that's that says that they are considering different options and that uh, they probably will give Ron Paul some serious consideration. And I think that you are planning on having people here right up through the primary. So I expect you're going to be at a lot of, uh, you, you know, the Operation Live for Your Die people and other Ron Paul activists are going to be out at polling locations on uh, January, it's January 8th. Right. January, yeah. yeah, January 8th. Oh, uh, January 8th, that's right, yep. And I, I expect we'll have people at polling locations, and uh, we'll ha- probably have people there who are willing to provide literature at the last minute for people who may still have uh, a decision to make. Um, but mostly it'll be helping to bring the vote out, and uh, the people who have expressed uh, support for Ron Paul uh, in, the, in the week leading up to the primary, we'll, we want to make sure they come out to the polls. So we'll do everything we can to help them if they need a ride from their house. Great. Now, Whatever now, it takes. this is a huge commitment. I mean, are some of these people that are moving to New Hampshire as a, on a temporary basis, are these people independently wealthy? Or, I mean, what do you? what's the, the feeling that you get from talking to some of them that, that have already come here? Oh, I, you know, it's across the whole spectrum. Some people uh, have the means to come out, but a lot of people are making really big sacrifices. Well, you yourself uh, quit your uh, your very lucrative, I'm sure, job at Google as an engineer. You quit your your job to move here and work full time for the Ron Paul campaign. I did, I did, and you know, I I can't think of anywhere else I'd rather be or anything else I'd rather be doing. Are you planning um, on attending so the Liberty Forum? I I definitely want to. It's uh, in the week before the primary. I may be busy uh, helping with canvassing, but I'm sure I'm going to turn up because. You know, I've met a, a lot of the free state folks and uh, people who are interested in the, uh, the freedom movement, and they're just they're so fantastic, and it's great meeting them and networking with them. And it's, it is an amazing group of things. it's an amazing group of activists here. If you are at the Liberty Forum, uh, Free Talk Live is going to be broadcasting live on Friday and Saturday nights. So if you're around, uh, swing on by and see us, and uh, we'll put you on the air again mm-hmm. uh, at that point. <laughs> You can give us an update. So um, here's here's one one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show today uh, was because this is a pretty big commitment. I mean, moving to New Hampshire, even on a temporary basis, to get active for Ron Paul, it's a pretty big deal. And not everyone can uh, just pick up and, and do this. But they can help out, right? There's uh, this Five for Freedom thing you've got going on today. Yeah, we had a big fundraising drive today, which uh, actually was quite successful Looks like we raised in the order of 40000 so far, and uh, we're hoping to get uh, somewhere above 50000 That That'll increase our capability to house people dramatically. We want to get a lot of houses across New Hampshire so that uh, we don't have to turn away any volunteers who want to come up. Because so, you're right, it's a, big, it's a big sacrifice for people to come up here, and a lot of people don't have the money to do it without support, without the help to house them. So that's what this fundraising drive is about, and... Uh, it went well, and uh, 
Well, it's I not over yet. Thanks. This was something that was supposed to go on today. So technically, yeah. there's another yeah. five, uh, just under five hours remaining for people to contribute. And I'm sure you'll take contributions after tonight. So many of our podcast listeners uh, that are going to be hearing this interview tomorrow, it won't be too late for them to go and contribute, right? If they want to come tomorrow. That's right. That's right. The the, uh, the donation uh, mechanism will still be there on the website. So, so you're asking for five dollars from uh, for from contributors. What's the money going towards? The money, all of the money is going towards getting rental houses to make sure we can house volunteers who are going to come here. The number of volunteers we can uh, bring to New Hampshire is limited basically by our ability to house them. Sure. Because a lot of people don't have the funds to uh, to pay for a trip like this because, you know, they're taking time off work. Um, they're traveling out. They're driving out. They're paying for gas. It's a big commitment. And yeah. uh, I, I want to make sure that uh, they've got a place to stay. If they're making that sacrifice, then it's my job to, to make sure they have a place to stay. I think it's a great idea, and it's a reasonable amount to ask for. So if you want to give uh, VJ some assistance here, if you've got $5 that you don't mind sending his way, uh, you can go to 5forfreedom.com. That's uh, the, that's not spell, It's spelled out. It's 5forfreedom.com, and that's where you can actually contribute the 5 bucks or more. Uh, to his uh, to his campaign here, Operation Live Free or Die. So it's a way to help out if you can't actually go all the way and come up here to New Hampshire and, and actually physically join the project. Uh, VJ, it's always great having you on the show. If anything develops, don't hesitate to get in touch with us here at Free Talk Live. Of course, we're watching carefully and uh, rooting you, uh, cheering you on from over here on the other side of the state. I know you're over there in the Concord area. We're, of course, doing the show from Keene. So I'm sure at some point we'll get to meet up with you in person. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Good having you on the show. Thank you, VJ. Keep up the good work. More on the way. This is your show. You can take control. Toll free at 800-259-9231. Canadian Healthcare and whatever you want to talk about coming up. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever you like toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. For you, it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features for free. We've got the bulletin board system there with over 300,000 posts. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, You'll find serious issues to fun stuff, and you'll find it all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And have you been looking to spice things up in the bedroom or fantasizing about about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well... AdamEve.com has got a special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com forward slash talk and get 50% off one item. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. That's 50% off at AdamEve.com forward slash talk. Let's go to the phones. I believe we have a gentleman on the line here. It is John, excuse me, Paul in Florida. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, everybody. How you doing? Great. What's on your mind, Paul? Well, uh, there was a straw poll, a presidential straw poll, official straw poll of Florida in St. Petersburg um, just before the CNN YouTube debate. Is this the one and, where they were, uh, they were stuffing the, the ballot box? Yes. The, uh, the Romney supporters, I believe, were caught red-handed going up and buying extra votes for themselves or something? That is absolutely correct. The rules of the straw poll were very specific before uh, the actual... Um, a straw poll begin. It's supposed to be one vote, one person. You had to have a valid ID. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, um, we have approximately 1,000 Ron Paul supporters out there, and there is approximately 20 Romney supporters. And 
believe it or not, they won the straw poll, 980-something to 680-something. Wait, who won? Uh, wait, who won it? R Romney? Romney. Okay. So how did this happen? If they were supposed to be checking ID, was it that you know Romney's people were running the poll and allowing people to vote more than once? Well, that's the funny thing, is that uh, they actually brought in the uh, Board of Elections to run the poll. Well, basically what happened is Tony DiMatteo, which is runs the Pinellas County uh, Republican Committee, changed the rules. And he said, you know what, this is now a fundraiser, and you can just vote as many times as you want. Kids huh. were voting. It was ridiculous. So as long as you paid for a vote, you could buy seven votes if you could afford seven votes, that sort of thing? Yeah, well, it's... Not quite as simple as that. Romney came in and bought about uh, 800 votes and was just giving them out to everybody. Interesting. So all of us Ron Paul guys, he bought one ticket for $20, and we each voted one time, which was specifically the rules at the beginning. And then uh, at the actual poll, they were just voting standing there. One guy voted 80 times in a row, and this is all documented. So, wow. Uh, yeah, you know, I heard about that. And, you know, if that's what they want to spend their money on, then that's fine. I mean, what's this mean? It doesn't mean anything. The fact is uh, they were they were caught red-handed, and so they spent all this money to, what, win a, a small, a, you know, a little straw poll in St. Pete, Florida? What's that going to do for you? Yeah, there was... Well, it's not going to do much, especially since they have all the controversy surrounding it also. But the main thing is when, see, with one of our supporters put out lots of money to buy these straw poll tickets, so that she could resell them to everybody because there was only supposed to be 1200 So she spent $6,000 of her own money so that she could sell them one by one so mm -hmm. that we get good press so that we win the poll. Right. Um, because in the past, people have gotten good press from a properly run poll as the Iowa straw poll and this type of thing because this is the only major official straw poll in Florida. So when everybody was voting more than once, she got stuck with the bag, and when she called Tony to complain... He told her, and I quote, you make a big deal out of this, and you're going to get hurt. What does that mean? Well, she asked to clarify that. She says, what does that mean? And he didn't answer. And she said, hold on, Tony. You just told me that if I make a big deal out of it, I am going to get hurt. That sounds like a threat. Yep. If I've ever heard a threat. And I wouldn't put it past those guys. I don't know I wouldn't what, put it past anybody in politi yeah. politics. The rewards for being um, the chief executive officer are far too great. Uh, people definitely will hurt other people in order to get that uh, position. Yeah, if they it's disgusting. feel that somebody's standing in their way, they'll do whatever it takes. Paul, keep up the good work, man. Thanks for the story. We appreciate hearing from you tonight. And uh, sorry about all the shenanigans down there in Florida. Some of the straw polls obviously uh, are a little bit more honest than others. In fact, Wayne, you were watching a video before we started the show tonight here in the mm -hmm. studio. Can you summarize what you saw, what you were telling me about? It was I was blown away. Yes, on November 7th in San Francisco, California, a group called Democracy in Action had a straw poll among Democrats, and Ron Paul came in second place. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Can you believe that? Kucinich took yes. first place, and Ron Paul took second place. I absolutely can. How awesome um, is that? That's because, great. You know, you've got activists. Uh, activists are the ones that are going to come out to these straw polls. Uh, right. They're going to be the ones that are present, and Ron Paul's got the most activists. Probably the activists, Ron Paul activists, didn't think about going out to the Democratic straw poll. Somebody did. Somebody clearly did. Uh, mostly they didn't think about going, and uh, so therefore they didn't have quite as many as the, the Dennis Kucinich uh, pinkos that uh, you know go every place. But I think they, Dennis Kucinich is, is one of the few men of integrity that are run, that's running in the race currently, which is probably one of the reasons that he's not going to win, but 
I, I don't like his politics at all. Right, he's a yeah. socialist. Yeah. Right. Uh, but but now these were for Democrats only. So whoever these people were voting for Ron Paul were Democrats voting for Ron Paul. So I, I don't get the impression that Republicans could have come and sort of spammed the event, right? I know a lot of Democrats who are going to be voting for Ron Paul. Right. And that's the sensible thing to do. I mean, if you are if you're a Democrat... Uh, and you, you're going to vote in the primary, it makes sense to switch your, your registration to Republican just for that short period of time sure. so you can vote for Ron Paul because all the Democrats, you know, they're pretty much a dime a dozen. They as really far are. As I mean, it, other than Dennis Kucinich, who's not going to win anyway, sorry to say, um, he, he, and, just, he just, just doesn't have the support. And Kucinich is a truth teller, but then, of course, on uh, regarding the war, but when he gets into the social issues and the socialism, that's where he kind of goes down the wrong path, and that's where a lot of people are not supporting him. Yeah, and he's lost before as well, whereas Ron Paul's never um, – I mean, sure, he did the Libertarian Party thing in 1988, but Dennis Kucinich lost four years Handily. ago. Um, and Dennis Kucinich is a young man, too. Uh, he's, got a, he's got a ways to go. Um, whereas the, the Democrats, they are you know, essentially all the same. So if you're a Democrat, you're likely to vote for Hillary or Barack or Edwards or Dodd or whichever one shows up. So vote for Ron Paul that way. If you do lose, because there's a possibility exists that Democrats could lose, at least you lose it might be. to Ron Paul and not to Giuliani. Mike freaking Huckabee. Yeah, you or know? Romney or whoever. Can you imagine yeah. Mike Huckabee president? A guy who thinks that, that Noah that, 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 that Noah actually had two of every animal um, on the ark and he's floated li- around? He's a biblical literalist. I mean, that, that the world's 6,000 years old? Yeah, that's a, he's a scary man. So consider that uh, definitely would make more sense to have Ron Paul win the Republican presidential primary than anyone else. And if you're on the fence, there's one more reason to on go On top of that, he's a uh, fiscal moderate. Uh, you know, he's, he's supported all kinds of uh, educational programs, which, of course, just stuff money in the uh, pockets of uh, the teachers union and that kind of thing. And, and the fact is, Ron Paul's more anti-war than even Dennis Kucinich is. Uh, Dennis Kucinich, and I, I don't know his exact position, but what I've been getting from from what I've seen... Right. How is, did he feel about the Bosnia-Herzegovina um, conflict, right. you know, which is sort of the... Uh, or, or the Somalia thing. Where is Dennis Kucinich going to pull the troops home from the 130-plus countries that we're in? Right. Is he going to shut down the 700 military bases around the world? Because that's something Ron... That's an idea that Ron Paul is in favor of, and I've yet to hear any of that coming from the, uh, the Kucinich supporters. 800-259-9231, but enough politics. Uh, we'll come back with... A trip to Canada. Since we're, I guess we're talking about the Democrats. They like the whole universal health care idea. We'll, uh, we'll go to Canada and we'll see exactly how it's been panning out for them up there. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever you like toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Features for free. So enjoy those, including the live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both for free for you at freetalklive.com. Sound money is under attack. The Liberty Dollar offices were raided by the FBI and Secret Service on November 14th, and all of its precious metals, computers, and records were seized. Your help is urgently needed. Go to LibertyDollar.org and sign up for their updates and register for the class action lawsuit. 
Don't let the government steal your money and destroy the Liberty Dollar. That's libertydollar.org. So I said we're going to talk about the Canadian health care debacle. Uh, of course, as you may be, uh, may be aware, uh, the Canadian system is something that to many, many U.S. politicians are looking towards for an example of what they want to do to the American health care system. Right. Not because it's good for people or not because it uh, will fix the health care problem, but because that way they can get in charge of um, you know, that much more money. Yeah. They're going to, be ta- they're going to have to take more money. It's, it's going to come from somewhere. Now, they'd like you to think that uh, socialized health care or universal health care or single-payer health care, whatever you want to call it, uh, is this wonderful, just cure-all, this is the, this is the solution, this is the, the solution to the health care crisis in America, but no, no, this is a problem that is going to just make things worse. And we've talked about it before, but there's some real good concrete examples that uh, Jim Babka from DownsizedDC.org has put together in an excellent little article that he emailed out a little while back. He says, when real market prices are unavailable to balance supply and demand in the healthcare sector, when prices are set by government decree or distorted by government funding, the consequence can be death. It's easy to miss the truth if we only focus on anecdotal personal testimony. Talk to people from Canada and the UK, and you're likely to hear glowing praise for their national health services. Alas, there are fundamental problems with this kind of testimony. People living under national health services have little or nothing to compare them to, and we've actually heard from people in Canada who've told us that in high school or in in Canadian uh, government school, they teach you that, hey, our system's the best. Our system of health care is the best in the world. And, well, if you've never experienced anything else and don't check their claims, then you're going to grow up believing that to be true. In the same way that many Americans believe that America is the freest country in the world. Mm -hmm. In some areas, it's free. In other areas, not so much. In some areas, Hong Kong has more freedom uh, than America. If you think think you're free, try not paying your taxes for you. Small medical problems easily fixed are far more common than those that are life-threatening. Thus, most personal testimony tells us little about how well major procedures are handled. Patients that survive major medical problems in such systems tend to assume that the system works, while those who die because of the system's failure are unavailable to testify. This is the familiar economic problem of the seen and the unseen. The successes are seen, walking among us, while the failures lie buried, unseen and silent. Michael Moore, in his recent film Sicko, makes dramatic use of horrifying anecdotes of failure in the American system. We say, good for him. We, re- we too reject America's current system, precisely because it's already halfway to the type of system that Moore is advocating. We applaud him for exposing the failures of America's half-socialized system, but we must criticize him for not telling the whole story. If you watch another movie called Dead Meat, you'll hear equally horrifying anecdotes about the fully socialized Canadian system, which is the kind of system that Moore wants for America. Though Moore favors French soci- the French socialist system, future messages will show that there is really no fundamental difference between France and Canada. For now, we just want to compare movie anecdote to movie anecdote, and Dead Meat... Again, that's another movie. is about Canada. Here are some of the things that you'll see if you uh, if you take the time to actually watch this uh, this film. You'll see a Canadian woman, a Canadian woman rather, who waited two years for her free cancer surgery, only to have her appointments canceled twice. Death came before her surgery did, so she waited two years and then her appointment. Oops, sorry, we we just had to cancel your appointment. Come back in another six months. Good luck with that cancer stuff, though. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be free when you finally come back. They probably didn't even send her a card. 
A Calgary woman was in excruciating pain from worn-out knee cartilage. She had to wait 16 months for her free surgery. It took so long, she became addicted to free OxyContin. The result? More time on another long list, waiting for free drug rehab. Another man needed urgent neck surgery. His free doctor told him there was a two-year wait for a free initial consultation. Do you understand? He would have to wait two years to get consulted. Then once he gets consulted, then they'll give him whatever their diagnosis is. And if, if, they, you know, if they determine that he needs to be fixed in some way, uh, again, urgent neck surgery is what he needed. If they determine he needs to be fixed, who knows how long it's going to be before the actual operation will occur. And we've also seen stories about... There's, there's no market motivation for these people. Right. Look, you know, they're going to get paid the same whether you live or die. And I'm sure the doctors and nurses care. I know they do. But I know that they care more and they act better when they're properly incentivized by the marketplace. Right, when they actually care about uh, their customers and, you know, they, they, uh, they're, they're actively looking to satisfy them. In this case, it doesn't matter if your customers are satisfied or not. It, it won't make a difference to your paycheck. And, and you know something? The special in September called Sick in America, whose body is it anyway? John Stossel. John Stossel, that was excellent. That, yes, it was. And he actually interviews Michael Moore and calls him on the carpet on a lot of these ideas, and Michael Moore really didn't have a good answer for him. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I think if you dig around on the Internet, you can probably find that. Uh, anyway, Michael Moore doesn't really cover the anecdotal horrors of the various socialist systems, even though there are plenty of such stories available. I mean, that was just a hand, there's just a handful mentioned here. Mm-hmm. But if both sides in a controversy can each produce horrifying anecdotes, then what have we really learned? How can we choose between the competing stories to arrive at an optimal policy? We should submit that anecdotes can tell us little more than this, that the American system of uh, half-socialized medicine has big problems, and foreign systems of fully socialized medicine also have big problems. But what the anecdotes can't tell us is how the half-socialized American system compares to the fully socialized foreign systems, or how either approach would compare to a totally free market system. What we need instead of anecdotes is statistical information that can give us a well-rounded picture. Statistics may lack the emotional impact to get your blood pumping, but they could provide the crucial evidence to keep, uh, that you need to keep your blood pumping. We're talking about statistics like these. British colon cancer patients had to wait so long for medical attention under their socialized health care system that 20% of the cases there considered curable at the time of diagnosis had become incurable by the time of treatment. So 20% of cases became incurable because of the wait. Right. One out of five people. Just incredible. lives thrown away by the system. 71 And this patients. is what happens when you rely on the government to provide your health care. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some successes, but I would imagine there's going to be a lot more failures. Yep. I mean, would you want the government, would you want to rely on the government to pay for your food? That's a frightening idea. 71 patients in Ontario, Canada died while waiting for bypass surgery, and another 121 had to wait so long that there was no longer any point in operating. In Britain, on an annual basis, waiting lists cause a denial of treatment to 9,000 people for renal dialysis, 15,000 for cancer chemotherapy, and 17,000 for coronary artery surgery. This is death by waiting list, death by rationing, and death by government. But how does the U.S. system of half-socialized medicine compare? The available statistics are so abundant and so in favor of America's half-messed-up system that it's hard to pick what to show in this short uh, this short email. But for just a taste of the available data, consider these comparisons of where we've been in comparison to Britain and Canada and where we still are. 
back in 1978, the U.S. rate for pacemaker implants was more than four times higher than that of Britain and 20 times higher than that of Canada. Plus, the U.S. has three times more CAT scanners available per capita than Canada and six times more than Britain. I wonder why that is. Now, I I was just uh, three times more than Canada and six times more than Britain. It's correct. CAT scanners. uh, But, I mean, I... I'm thinking there, uh, the population of the United States is ten times what it is in... Uh, it's per capita. Okay. Three Sorry. times per capita. Okay. Didn't hear that. Today, Britain still has... Now, what about over, you know, over the years? That was in 1978. Well, today, Britain still has only half as many CT and MRI scanners per capita as the U.S., and the disparity with Canada is similar, not only with regard to scanners, but numerous other treatments and diagnostic tools. Things haven't really changed much over the years. National health services continue to lag behind in almost every category. How about this? In 2001, how many patients had to wait more than four months for surgery? I'll give you the answer here in a moment. 800-259-9231. What percentage of patients in 2001 had to wait more than a quarter of a year, excuse me, a third of a year, uh, for their surgery? We'll give you the details and take your calls about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, it is your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features on the site for free. While you're doing that, consider supporting the program by going and shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live gets a cut of your purchase. It's the same price if you whether you enter through their normal link or through Amazon.freetalklive.com. So there's no increase in prices. Same great deals. Super saver shipping available on many of their items uh, for free. So once again, go to Amazon.freetalklive.com to get everything you need for the holiday season and everything else you need in life. 41 categories used and new. We get a cut if you enter through Amazon.freetalklive.com. The New Hampshire Liberty Forum has a proud history of supporting true hard currency. At the first forum, Dr. Ron Paul called for the restoration of constitutional gold and silver. This January, Bernard von Nothaus, monetary architect of the Liberty Dollar, will be a distinguished speaker. That's assuming he uh, hasn't been picked up by the FBI at that point. Register now at the freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Use code uh, 2008FTL to save 10%. 2008 ftl freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. We are talking about the Canadian health care system and just also the Britain, uh, Brit- British health care system as well. Uh, the idea of socialized medicine. It's something that's gaining popularity here in America. Uh, no thanks, I'm sure, to many of the government schools or, or socialist indoctrination camps, as one might call them, sort of putting this into people's heads and all of the presidential candidates out there on both sides, uh, Republican and Democrat, uh, both proposing more government control for health care. And this is, not a, this is not a healthy direction that we need to be going in. And Jim Babka at DownsizeDC.org is pointing out some interesting statistics as to why. We've already given you some anecdotal stories about just the abject failures of this system where people because they have to wait so long to get their so-called free health care, that they perish. They die, or their, their disease gets so bad in the time frame that they have to wait that it, it, there's no point in even treating it anymore. Uh, so there's plenty of anecdotes, but there's also statistics that show that uh, in 2001, for instance, here are some interesting percentages as to how many people had to wait more than a third of a year, four months, for surgery. The answer is 36% of patients in Britain's fully socialized system. 
27% of patients in Canada's fully socialized system, 26% in New Zealand's socialized system, and 23% in Australia's socialized system, and in America's half-socialized system, where government spends about half of the dollars in the healthcare system, mm-hmm. 5%. Less than half. I would expect it, you know, if it was 20% and, and you know, 20 plus percent in those countries, you I thought maybe 10%. 10%. Yeah. Uh, 5%. But, uh, Apparently it's exponential. So what a difference that just half as much socialism can make. If the statistics show that the fully socialized system is to be so much worse than ha- than America's half-socialized system, isn't it at least worth considering that we might solve many of America's remaining health care problems by going even more in the direction of the free market? Mm-hmm. These are just a few snapshots of what the statistical studies show in comparison to mere anecdotes, and there are many more such studies tending strongly toward the same conclusion, and that is that there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. Tonstoffel, as it is uh, called for short, that's the uh, acronym there. It's a pithy way of saying that if you don't pay a real free market price for health care, supply will fall short of demand. And so you'll end up paying in another way, with waiting lists that could kill you. Not to mention uh, the fact that likely you'll will pay significantly more per person because yes. government is inefficient every single time. Well, you, know, you know what really aggravates me? The proponents of, of socialized medicine always say, oh, the for-profit medicine is, is bad and uh, the capitalistic system of, of medicine is bad. Well, we don't have a capitalistic free market system no. in medicine. We have a corporatist uh, socialist hybrid uh, form of medicine. The only place you really have uh, something close to a free market in medicine is elective surgery, like LASIK surgery, like right. plastic surgery, where you have a direct doctor-patient relationship, where you can shop for the best price, the best doctor. Patients are own- paying cash, and prices come down, and service gets better. Yep. It's so true. Also, and there are other areas where it's more uh, more competitive. Uh, veterinarians, for instance, uh, not as regulated, not as socialized, so there's a lot of competition there. Dentists aren't as uh, in a bad of shape as uh, the, the rest of the, the medical world. So, again, prices seem t- tend to be a little more reasonable. There's a lot more competition, and customers are always free to, to jump around to whoever's offering the best services. And, how, and ask how much it is. Right. In, in a socialized uh, medical system or even a corporatized, the doctors really don't know how much things cost. They just go in each room and do their thing, go to the next room, and they, don't, they have no idea. They don't know now what things cost. Um, my wife is, is pregnant, as you know, and we go to the hospital, and we've talked to uh, the, you know, the, the ladies in the room that uh, are going to help my wife have a baby and mm-hmm. all that stuff, and they don't have a clue what things cost. They just don't know. I mean, and that's the problem with the insurance system that we currently have. Yeah, it shields people from that. It, it, people are shielded um, from it. And I think that uh, you want to solve the health care pro- problem is, you know, g- get people more in touch with their own health care and the costs thereof. Yeah, but that's not what government wants to do. Government wants to take away responsibility from your life. Government wants to make all the decisions for you. Now, government I'm not wants saying that insurance mandate. shouldn't exist, but I think that insurance, um, you know, would likely be best for people at a catastrophic level, and then they can pay right. for maintenance and uh, the little things on their own. Let's go with to the uh, health savings accounts. Let's go to the phones. We've got someone on the line in Canada. His name's uh, oh no, we don't. He's in Ohio. But he wants to talk about it. Peter, you're on free in talk. In Canada, Ohio. Ohio. Hey Peter. <laughs> hey Peter, what's on your mind? Hey, Ian, Mark, Wayne. Uh, listen, I am in Ohio, but I am a Canadian studying in Ohio. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to bring up a little fact that people might not know. In June, on June 9th in 2005, the Canadian Supreme Court struck down uh, the Quebec health insurance system as unconstitutional. So in Quebec, private uh, for-profit health care is now legal. Really? And three of the seven judges ruled that there was a federal Section 7 violation of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms in Canada. 
And the fourth judge, which would have made it a majority and so would have made uh, Canada's health care system uh, both private and public uh, because of the court's ruling, uh, he ruled that it wasn't a violation of the federal charter except that the wording in the Quebec charter is, in for all respects and purposes, just about identical to the federal charter. So he said he's only going to rule on the provincial charter rather than the than the federal charter. So so he capped it. At, he capped it at Quebec. The the freedom is not able to expand out beyond Quebec for Canada. Screw you, people in Saskatchewan. <laughs> well, what he said actually is that uh, in all this is just such a technicality. It's ridiculous when you think about it. But uh, he said that the wording in the Quebec Charter of Rights and Freedoms is identical to the federal charter. So he implied that what he says about the Quebec Charter is going to apply to the federal charter. But right. because they have to stick to the letter of the law and not just the spirit in which he ruled, uh, it applies to Quebec only right now. But there's a great organization, the Canadian Constitution Foundation, uh, that is now in the middle of um, taking the Ontario government to court and the Alberta government to court. And look, I think Canada's healthcare system is changing dramatically. Excellent. This is, you know, here in the United States... Um, Hillary Clinton care or, you know, the appeal of Canada's health care system is going up, you know, in Canada, people are beginning to think that our health care system, and by our, I mean Canada's health care system, is not so good anymore. Oh, yeah. There are plenty of sick people in Canada that have already, you know, certainly come down to America to have their treatments done. There's no doubt about that. What if, um, have you seen any, uh, any evidence after, you said this happened back in uh, 2005, so it's been a year or two since then. Um, has anything changed significantly in Quebec? What is this new? Uh, what is the scene like with the the private health care? Are people dramatically shifting over to it? Or what, have you heard anything? Um, I don't know if I would call it dramatic, but yeah, I mean, there's a number of different uh, private clinics opening up in Quebec. There's a private clinic out in British Columbia. The guy who runs it, uh, the one out in British Columbia, used to get all, into all kinds of trouble from politicians, mm-hmm. but now they lay off. And he is now actually the president of the Canadian Medical Association, Dr. Brian Day. Okay. There was another doctor, Ian, that you had talked about a few months ago. Yeah, I forget his name, though. Yes, <laughs> Dr. Sure. Chaouli or something yeah, like Chaouli that. Or Dr. Something. Yeah. Okay, so Dr. Jacques Chaouli is the fellow. The, the court case, the Supreme Court case, is called Chaouli versus Quebec. Mm-hmm. Nice. And Dr. Jacques Chaouli, who you know, I, I've met a few times, and he was over at my house, he's the one who took it to the Supreme Court. Wow. And he's the one who won this case. And he's busy... Uh, right now, trying to get you know more private medicine in Canada. Times are changing in Canada. Good. And and we are moving in the free market direction. All of the arguments that you brought up, you quoted Jim Babka as well. Mm-hmm. All of those arguments were accepted by the Canadian Supreme Court. Nice, and excellent. I, I imagine Canadians are sick and tired of putting up with uh, you know this this nonsense, this holy grail of socialized medicine that's supposed to save them all. They they've seen it. They've they seen that, their family members dying and perishing. They know that no government can effectively and efficiently implement any program, and in some in an area as important as important as medical care, they've they've realized that holy crap, we need to get the government out of this. You know, that's I right. hope I hope that Americans can wake up from their slumber. Uh, before this happens here, before you know more, Amer- before Americans have to start suffering in the same way, uh, in order to to get it about socialized medicine. Thanks for chiming in on this one, Peter. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. We'll talk to you about whatever's on your mind. Also on the way, someone is claiming someone in the media is claiming to have found Osama bin Laden. Is that what you told me, right, Mark? Did uh, I hear uh, you correctly? The claim isn't exactly right, but there's a lot of rumor going. Um, flying around. We'll see what that's all about and take your calls about anything in hour two on the way. This is Free Talk Live. 
With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. Ed Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. Features for free. We go right into the phone calls. Uh, Let's talk to Dave in Athens, Ohio, listening on WAIS. Hey, Dave, what's on your mind? I gotta say, you guys are right. It's an argument me and a friend have been having about the Canadian healthcare system. What's the argument exactly? Well, he's saying uh, the Canadian system's the best, and he <laughs> wants. He should ask the Canadians. That's yeah. right. And I keep telling him, "You still there?" Yeah, we're yeah. right here. Okay, I keep telling him uh, the American system's not the best, but it's one of the best in the world. But it could be better. But the point is, is that. It comes down to economics. When you imply something is free, whether it's education or health care, it increases demand for it, and then supply is, is limited because you only have so many doctors and so many hospitals, and then you're trying to ca- cap the price. So it creates shortages, and therefore rationing occurs. It happens yeah, every time. Yeah, I want to say I agree with you, and i like a copy of this tonight's show. It's all you have to do is go to uh, freetalklive.com at uh, midnight tonight, and the MP3 will be up there on the left-hand side of the page, and you can record it to your computer. Yeah, because I could give it to my friend at the Christmas present. Hey, there you go. Yeah, you could burn it on there. Um, it'll burn it to a CD. Yeah, sure. it'll be an MP3 format. Yep. Uh, so once again, that's freetalklive.com. And you know, there's all kinds of good information out there on the Internet. Uh, you know, what you might want to do is just Google uh, healthcare and the word libertarian, and it'll probably come up with uh, all kinds of info. LootRockwell.com is an excellent source as well. If you search that website, I'm sure you'll find up with, uh, you'll find uh, just a plethora of information that you might find some interesting articles. Maybe print those out as well if he likes to read. YouTube also. Uh, Sick yeah. in America, you can get that on YouTube. Well, what was the uh, the uh, the name of the uh, the film that di- that Jim Babka had recommended? I, I don't Dead have meat? it in front of you. Yeah, Dead Meat, I think, is what it was as well. So maybe take a look for that. It's a documentary about the Canadian healthcare system and, and just how awful it is with the uh, the, the waiting and the rationing and and, the, and all of that. You know, the fact is, you put something in the government's hands and they they set about ruining it. I mean, government can't get it right. They can't get. They can't. They can't do anything right. They're the government. They don't have, again, the same incentives. They don't, they're not subject to marketplace signals like you know, consumer satisfaction and price and demand and all of the different things that a business person operating in the marketplace would be subject to. Government's completely insulated from all of that, and so it, it's no surprise that they make the wrong decisions all of the time. Right, and the people who work in a socialistic health care system are being paid with coercive funded money. So they have no incentive, and, and they're going to get paid no matter what. Exactly. Dave, thanks for the call, and good luck with your friend. 800-259-9231. So whether you want to talk health care or whatever you want, uh, you can. 800-259-9231. I want to address something that has, uh, I guess, boiled over within the last 24 hours. It's it's yet another forum drama. Oh, God. <laughs> why why do we care about what's going on on forums? Well, I, I mean, apparently I have to make uh, a few things clear to people that weren't apparently made made clear or maybe these people weren't paying attention i don't know 
But this one's on our forum on the Free Talk Live BBS, which you can access at bbs.freetalklive.com. We talk about it every night on this show, the BBS. The, the BBS. And, and but but speaking as um, you know, somebody with a life, I don't I, I what the things the arguments that occur on forums, I mean it's one thing to go on a forum and post. I do now and then on the BBS forum mm-hmm. and, and other forums. It's another thing to get really wrapped up in it. Right. And um well, I, I think you're wrapped up in it, my friend. <laughs> no, no, you have to understand, Mark. This is from a business perspective. I have a product that I'm offering to people on online. It's the Free Talk Live Forum. And I want it to be as compatible with as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want people to, to be able to go to the forum and, ex- and experience it without running across certain things that I don't want on that forum. Okay. And so, you know, this, this has to do with um, generally just some misunderstandings that some people have about, the free, about this show and the forum. And, and I think it needs to be cleared up. So first and foremost, what all of this is, uh, the hubbub is about, is some of the people that are on the Free Talk Live forum have been complaining as of late because of one of the because of one of the rules on the forum. Okay. Now, when, when you go to the Free Talk Live forum and you sign up for an account, you're presented with a user agreement. Okay. And the user agreement makes it very clear that there are certain things that aren't allowed on the forum. Uh, is it explicit as to what those things might be? I'm reading from the user agreement here. Um, spam, racism, flooding, advertisements, chain letters, pyramid schemes, and solicitations are forbidden on this forum. Right okay. there in the user agreement. It's not a long user agreement. It's not like one of those terms of service where you have to page through 16 pages of legalese. It's pretty easy to understand written in plain English. I mean, did you guys understand that? Spam. What's spam? That's where people... Advertisement, you know, things things that weren't requested, but um, you know, mostly just advertisements. Right. Viagra, b- bigger um, you know, appendages, things like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, racism, flooding. Now, flooding is where you post a bunch of posts that are the just The same useless. thing over and over yeah. again. Uh, advertisements, obviously, that's sort of related to spam, chain letters, pyramid schemes. Solicitations are forbidden on this forum. Now, what part of are forbidden on this forum is difficult to get? None. All right. So we, we all now understand that racism is not allowed on the free talk live forum or spam or flooding right. or several other things. but it was the racism thing that really brought all this uh, to a head in the first place there was uh, someone who was posting some racist posts on the forum recently uh-huh. and they'd been doing it for a little while I-, I would say several weeks they'd been on the forum participating in several threads for a number of weeks until finally they just started posting so many that people started getting a little you know they took notice of it mm-hmm. i took notice of it and at that point i just i banned him straight out okay um, there, it doesn't say anything in here about you you're going to be warned if you're a racist, and you know, there's no, no guarantee to any of that. Okay. You, break, you violate the policy, and you're subject to being banned. So you banned the person? I banned that person, okay. yes. And now some of these freedom fighters on the Free Talk Live forum are, are getting very, very upset about the, the fact that that person was banned. They say that, well, the forum has an ignore feature, and if you don't want to read the racist posts, then you should just click ignore, and hey, no problem. You don't have to read them. I can see a point with that. Uh, but the fact is, the ignore feature doesn't make it so those posts go away. Right, when and, you, and when, it, I can see uh, your point that um, somebody might come along, uh, you know, for the first time in the BBS forum and be confronted with some racist, bigoted crap. Right. And uh, therefore think that it's a racist, bigoted forum. Um, you don't have long on a forum to get my attention, to, to make me decide that I want to stay and, mm-hmm. and post. I, you probably won't get me to stay and post anyway. But... I get my. I'm going to get my impression very quickly from a few posts. 
Exactly. And and I pointed out to them that, you know, they were cl- claiming, well, that's okay, let them post and we'll just rebut them. You know, we'll attack them and ostracize them. I could, that sounds good. Yeah, and I said, that's great. You know, I appreciate that and everything, but that won't stop them from cluttering up my forum with their racist posts. So what I don't want is racism on my forum. Pretty right. much anything else is open game. I don't care. Nudie pictures, whatever, whatever you want to post there. There's, there's virtually no moderation on this forum. There's nobody controlling content with, the, with just a, ex, except a for exceptions. a few exceptions. And, uh, and so they're saying, well, this is not freedom, and you're advertising this forum as being <laughs> a place for freedom and free speech. And never once... Never once have we advertised the BBS as a place for free speech. Well, it's it's called Free Talk. It's the Free Talk Live BBS. So I can so? see w- w- what the confusion is there. Well, I don't see why that's free confusing. Talk Live. I don't see why that's confusing. Free Talk Live is the a radio show, mm-hmm. which the only promise we ever make on the air is that you can call in about anything you want. That doesn't mean that we're going to tolerate you for very long if you call in and start spouting off those Jews or blah 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 blah, you know, right. or that nonsense. You're not you're going to be rebutted and you're going to be um, you're going to be thrown off the air eventually. So it, it, it's, they're treating you like you're the government, Ian. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean this this is a private organization and private organizations. Uh, and they're not even paying to be a member. No, they aren't. It's free. Well, some are amplifiers. and uh, Well, and that's where the other part of the story comes in, which is also why it's important to talk about this. Because some of these people are suggesting, well, if you don't, if you don't make it so this is a truly free speech place, I'm going to withdraw my amplifier money. They may do that. Fine. Go ahead. You know what? That just shows that you weren't amplifying for the right reason. The well, free I don't, talk live I don't like your program. attitude on it. Um, well, thank thank you for the amplifier dollars that you've given. The fact is... The, free, the amplifier <laughs> dollars go to advertise, market, right. and promote free talk live. Again, not to create a um, necessarily a, a right. quote-unquote free BBS. We make and that if clear. We wanna, want, if, if a free BBS made sense, then we'd have to allow people to spam. And if we allowed yes. people to spam, then they would con- they the, the whole BBS would be filled with spam, right. and people would leave There's the BBS, BBS in droves. In the same way with racism, people see the racism, they leave. Some do, and the more they see, the more they leave. It, it, the, the same problem with racism exists with spam, and I have to support your decision. There's plenty of racist forums out there. If you want to go and see racist posts, go ahead. In fact, there's another show that's uh, that is borrowing our name, and uh, I don't want anyone to confuse the real free talk live with the you know the white separatist sicko version of this show that's out there on the internet somewhere i don't want anyone to have any confusion more on the way this is free talk live this is free talk live it is your show and you can bring up anything toll free at 1-800-259-9231 the sacral cai toll free line it's ian here with you and wayne and mark 1-800-259-9231 you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com we've got a wiki with over 1450 pages Created by listeners just like you. Just go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. WIKI.freetalklive.com. And your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. Dot com. So we're talking about uh, some complaints that some of our listeners have had, some of our participants Not, on the... the I free- mean, they're listeners, but mostly BBS participants. Right. Um, some of our participants on the Free Talk Live forum have uh, had as of late. They're upset because uh, it's not total 100% freedom of speech on the Free Talk Live forum. Well, number one, it was never advertised that way. We say you can go and talk about 
you know, you know, pretty much anything there. But when you go there, there's a user agreement that makes it very clear what things are not allowed to be talked about. It's a very, very small list, but it's there, and racism is one of those things. Now, that's not to say you can't talk about racism. That's an issue, and there's a lot of discussion that can certainly be had on that issue. What I'm talking about is racism itself, you know, just just hatred, just spewing off, uh, you know, negative terms and insulting people uh, because of their race, that sort of thing. That's what is is not allowed. And so, you know, just want to make this crystal clear. Also, uh, one of the critiques has been, well, Ian, you always talk about on the radio how you're supposed to ostracize. And aren't you? You're not really. Uh, why don't you just let us ostracize them instead of banning them from the well, forum? Well, this is what it is. This is a stated ostracize, um, ostracism program. It says that you're not allowed to post racist rants on uh, Free Talk Live. If Imagine for a second you own a business. Call it a, a baseball stadium. And at a baseball stadium, you, you said to your people, you're free to throw trash on the ground. Which they don't tell you, but you are pretty much free to throw trash on the ground at a yes. baseball stadium. But imagine somebody didn't come along and clean up that trash. Mm. Well, what about the person's right, their quote-unquote freedom, to throw trash on the ground? Well, pretty soon the trash piles up and nobody wants to come there anymore. It's yeah. the job of the person who's in charge of the BBS, and that's you, to make sure the trash is cleaned up. And this is the trash that you've talked about. It's spam, it's racism, and those kind of things. And ostracism... And it's clear and stated. I think the point that these guys are missing about ostracism is that ostracism only really works when you have private property rights. I mean, think about it. Right. If, uh, if I didn't actually own this house... Uh, you guys could just come in here and say and do whatever it is you wanted to do, and as much as I didn't like it, all I could really do was just ignore you. Well, because I have private property, I can say, you know, Mark, thanks but no thanks. Why don't you leave now? And I can close the door behind you and lock the door so you can't come back in. If you owned a restaurant and somebody was coming in being obnoxious all the time, you could ban them also because you have property rights to your business. You get to exactly. pick who you associate with in a private setting. So that's part of ostracizing, is yes. utilizing your private property, and in this case, it's the Free Talk Live bulletin board system, the forum. That's the private property, utilizing the features on that private property to, to keep out the unwanted. So if it's your home, it's the locks on your front door. And, you know, the fact that you've got a gun upstairs or whatever. And if it's your bulletin board system online, it's the ban feature. It, people shouldn't have to just ignore all of the racist and spam posts. We can take care of that using our private property rights. There's nothing anti-freedom about that. Because I'm, while I like the idea of freedom of speech, I also like the idea of private property and being able to exercise uh, your right to it. And control that private property. You're not affecting property. anyone's freedom of speech. Not at all. Go ahead and open your own forum. There's a whole internet out there, folks. Right. Freedom of speech is not being affected here. This is not an issue of freedom of speech, really. Well, that's what they're claiming it is. This, we're not free to speak here. Well, blah, blah, blah. Then, then shouldn't we make people free? If we're going to do that, then we have to make it. It, it would seem fair to make it, uh, you know, free for the the spammers to come on and just fill your right. board full of um, spam for uh, Viagra, you know, adult porn sites and or, uh, new and refinance right. your home things. Or racist post after racist post. Look, I don't want it on my forum. If you want that. Go find a forum where it has it or start your own completely unmoderated forum. Just go and get yourself a little web hosting service. The software is free. The forum software, we don't pay a dime for that stuff. So go ahead, set up your own forum and have a blast, okay? And if you want to try to use your AMP contributions as leverage over We've me... Never, we have never, ever 
given in to anybody who's claimed that they're going to stop amplifying over um, you know this issue or that ash- issue. The amplifier program is not a blackmail program so that no. you can control the content of Free Talk Live. Or the cor- This or the is forum. the content of Free Talk Live. Right. It is pretty consistent. You or- like it or you don't. Right. And it doesn't allow you to have sway. It doesn't allow you to have leverage over Free Talk Live's on-air policies or our off-air policies, and that includes the forum policy. And we talk about the AMP program every night on the show, and we make it very crystal clear that the number one reason that you want to AMP is to help get Free Talk Live on more radio stations. We sweeten the pot by offering some perks like access to the AMP-only section of the forum, uh, the AMP-only call-in lines, and that sort of thing. But it was never suggested that uh, you know, it would be used to you know, give you a vote so, uh, as to how we do things now, here. what about creating a new uh, forum section? This is just a possibility here. A new forum section that's uh, for racist, bigoted, hate mongers. And you just you know, put the little <laughs> title up there. That way everybody is warned... Uh, no, because then they'll just be then they'll just be upset that uh, you know oh you're not allowing it on the whole forum you're, so you're just a totalitarian dictator. No, um, I, I mean this seems to me to be uh, if it, it's a section right. It doesn't make any sense to talk about the uh, Shrine of Female Listeners in the general forum. We have a Shrine of Female Listeners forum. So that way you can take all the racist, bigoted rants. You can put them in that section. Anybody who comes on the BBS. Um, yeah, but that future, would require moderation. And again, it's but a you're virtually still moderating. Un- no, not very often. I mean, you you go in there and when somebody's, uh, you know, when somebody's talking about racist stuff, you moderate that. Yeah, well, it's easy to just ban the person instead of having to move around a bunch of posts. The point about the Free Talk Live BBS is we don't want to put a lot of time into it. We don't like doing a lot of work. We <laughs> you know, it's, I understand there's no money in it. We don't get paid to do the Free Talk Live BBS, so as little work as possible is the way we want it. And I just don't want that crap on my forum. So that's the end of the story, end of the discussion. If you want to pull your amplifier dollars, look, we'll be sad to see you go, but it's clear you weren't amplifying for the right reasons. And if you want to claim that you were confused or that uh, one, of the, one of the offended people, the only person so far to pull his amp dollars, uh, he claimed that he's only joined because he thought this was the freest forum out there and he only wanted to, to support the forum and that he was missed. Led. Well, I said, well, you must have you know a problem reading because when you joined, you agreed, to, and you agreed to a statement, a user agreement that made it very explicit what was and wasn't allowed. So caveat emptor, my friend. Nobody fooled you. Nobody suckered you or tricked you into giving us money. It's all right out in the open. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. Let's talk to Jeremy in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hey, Jeremy, what's on your mind? I, I think it's great what y'all are doing, and anybody who is uh, actually a hate monger, then you, you you don't need a separate website for them, you know what I mean? Just keep doing what you're doing. And, That's what uh, we're going to do. They can go start their own websites and play all the, play there. Look, this is my sandbox, and I, I set the rules. I wanted to talk to you tonight a little bit about um, the type of rainbow that I am. I was an A-camper, you know, one of the protectors of the hearts circle, you know, and we're the one of the ones that used to, um, you know, clean up after all the polluters and everything, and, but other than that, I wanted to talk about my doggy, and hey, you don't have to put up with any, but I live in a state that has a lot of hate in it. You know what? You're hard to understand tonight, Jeremy. Call us back tomorrow night and, uh, you know, maybe before you start drinking. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. 
is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. We also invite you to our website at freetalklive.com, where we have archives and entire years' worth of the program right there. Uh, easy to download. You just click. I mean, there's no logging in. There's no membership fee. None of that stuff. We give it away. Front page of the website, freetalklive.com. How would you like to lose 20, up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com, read some real testimonials, and find out how to order. That's ftldiscount.com. 800-259-9231. All right, Mark, you said that the, someone is claiming to have found Osama bin Laden, someone who is apparently just a member of the media, not even a uh, you know military member or anything like that. What's the story here? Well, it, it's not a claim necessarily. It's uh, some PR hype. Um, the marketing gurus at Weinstein and Company seem to be floating the story, um, this story around anyway. That's uh, rumors are flying that filmmaker Morgan Spurlock of Supersize Me fame may have done what the United States government has failed to do for the last six years: find Osama bin Laden. Hmm. The speculation first began in the Berlin International Film Festival in February, where Spurlock showed a select group of potential buyers 15 minutes of footage from his new documentary. Where in the world is Osama bin Laden? It's a great question. I want to know where Osama bin Laden is. Yeah. Uh, the film shows Spurlock through, um, through the, the Middle East, through the Middle East, in his uh, search for the elusive leader of Al Qaeda. According to SlashFilms.com, the Weinstein Company quickly snapped up the picture after seeing the clips, hmm. adding to the brief um, belief. Daniel. Mauricio, the film's director of photography, is quoted in Variety saying of the movie, we've definitely got the Holy Grail. Interesting. Now, in a rational world, it would challenge uh, credulity that an indie filmmaker would succeed at a task that the U.S. government has spent hundreds of billions of dollars to accomplish. (laughs) And this is the reason I'm reading this. It doesn't surprise me at all. It absolutely makes perfectly good sense to me that a person working in the free market for the profit motive, would be far more successful than a bunch of bureaucrats that have uh, you know, billions of dollars behind them. Sure. Now, here is a good example, and you'll rarely, rarely get to see it. Here's a good example of how the free market, if this is so, and it may not be so. I don't know. It could just be hype. Yeah. It could very well be. But it, if so, it's a good example of how the free market um, can compete far better than the um, United States military. People say, we have the greatest military the world has ever known. And I'll grant you that. But militaries are rated on a, you know, by government basis. Well, you're only comparing them to other militaries. Right. It's other governments. It's comparing one sort of cancer to another sort of cancer. Um, Whereas if you put the military on the trail of, say, finding Osama bin Laden, they're going to kill him. But the indie filmmaker is going to film him. So obviously Osama bin Laden has a motive to meet with the indie filmmaker. That's true. Either way, uh, you're showing the indie filmmaker with a little bit of um, with a lot of profit incentive and a little bit of money behind him can do what the United States military with almost no incentive, whatever, um, you know, has anybody lost their job because they haven't found Osama bin Laden? <laughs> no. Who knows? Has anyone so. uh, lost a promotion because what? they uh, didn't what? get Osama bin Laden? Why not just a $1 billion bounty? We could have done that five years ago. I, I've heard they money. put the bounties up and up, and I don't know why it's not working. Um, I would think that, but um, I would think that it would. But I do know the United States government has prevented people from the United States from, from going out right? and looking for Osama bin Laden. Mm-hmm. They they put the bounty up there, but they want the rest of the world to do it for them. Hmm. Look, we, if, if we are the cradle of capitalism, let our people go out and look for him. 
you know, before uh, 2001, before the uh, the September 11th attacks, there were plenty of news organizations that were were able to get Osama bin Laden uh, to do interviews for them, and he was still relatively uh, reclusive and hard to find back then. So again, there were other instances of people in the marketplace finding him where. These government people, they just can't do it. Well, let me let me finish the article real quick, and then we can um, you know talk about it yeah, more if you'd like. Sure. Now, in a rational world, I'm going to reread the first that that sentence. Um, now, in a rational world, it would challenge credulity that an indie filmmaker would succeed in a task that the U.S. government has spent hundreds of billions of dollars to accomplish and failed miserably. But given the fact that the administration has been running the country with all the efficiency one would expect from a bad Monty Python film for the past seven years, hey, maybe what's not. what's wrong with Monty Python? Well, you know, they, they're a little slapstick. Spam! <laughs> the, uh, um, I don't think that... You see, this is the the idea was that somehow the government was smarter under Bill Clinton is what the... Uh, they, 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 they imply. The, the, the implication is here. And it, Absurd. Uh, you know, it wasn't. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, Bill Clinton didn't stumble over words the way that uh, yeah. George Bush does. Well, but that's, that's but, I mean, if you want to br- bring up something about the Bill Clinton regime, um, that's when Somalia happened. Right. And uh, the greatest military in the world got their butts uh, handed to them by, by a, a bunch, ragtag by a mob. group of insurgents in uh, Somalia. Yeah. So, sorry. It wasn't any better. Yeah. The film is due to premiere in Sundance. It's not the absolute best marketing ploy to, um, to start. Uh, people's expectations that your product can't hope to fulfill. But since the rumor is sure to raise the p- film's profile, um, stupider things have certainly been done. So they're saying, we don't know, but I can tell you that people will be, um, if, if this is what they're talking about, and it seems like they're pushing, uh, the, the, the filmmakers are su- suggesting this. If he doesn't really have it, then it'll look he's real gonna, bad. Yeah, he's going to look really bad. And he had a big success with Super Size Me to pull this kind of stunt um, with that kind of name would be really stupid. Could ruin his career. Yeah. I mean, I, who's going to believe him after that? I mean, he comes off of Super Size Me, only as good as your last accomplishment. He had to, you know, make this big PR blitz that he'd found Osama Bin Laden. I, I'm interested to see what he found, but um, I'll bet you he's found more than the military. 1-800-259-9231. Sakel's CAI toll-free line. You can comment on that or whatever's on your mind. Quick email from John. He says, hey, guys, I'm a 16-year-old libertarian in Maryland, relatively new as of a few months ago to this movement. So I have a question for you. On your show, you repeatedly criticize the income taxes, economic slavery, and I agree. Yet, on a uh, recent program, you also criticized Abraham Lincoln as one of the worst presidents in history. Mm, new so, to the movement, I see. <laughs> so what would a libertarian president have ended the racial slavery of the 19th century? I think he may, means how would. How would. A uh, libertarian president have ended the racial slavery of the 19th century. It's a good question. Well, first, the question you have to ask yourself is, um, would slavery still exist in the South today if Abraham Lincoln hadn't have gone in there? How much longer? And waged a war. And waged a war. And um, first off, did Abraham Lincoln wage the war for, uh, to end slavery? No, he didn't. He didn't sign the Emancipation Proclamation until two years into the war. And, uh, part and that of the, only emancipated the, uh, the, the northern or the, uh, the wait, slaves the, in the southern states. There were still okay. states in the north right. that, um, that, you know, slave If you were in states. the Union, you could still have slaves. And if you return to the Union, you could continue to have slaves. So right. it wasn't about emancipating the slaves. It was about creating insurrection. Um, so, you know, first off, let's establish that the, the the war wasn't fought over slavery. It's all messed up in there, and I get that, and they certainly make it seem that way in government high school. Sure they do. Mm-hmm. Um, can Would the South still have slavery? Well, slavery no. doesn't exist anywhere in the world Pretty much Sudan, maybe um, you know. There's some there's some really backwater places that maybe have slavery. Developed world that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist in the developed world. Somehow the rest of the countries in Western Europe, um, all over South America, you know, all kinds of places 
they didn't uh, they didn't fight wars to end slavery. We did, why did we need to do it? Likely slavery would have gone out. Slavery was not a popular um, process uh, in, in the sense that most people didn't own slaves. Only the richest people owned slaves. Only the richest yeah. people could afford them. So um, I don't think that it would have continued much longer. And ultimately the Civil War did uh, deteriorate states' rights. And the sure. whole point of states' rights is to create competition between the states. So if, if a few northern states really want to end slavery, all they have to do is say, hey, everybody down there, we're free up here. If you want to come up here, you'll be free people. And, and exactly. slave owners wouldn't be able to build fences tall enough to, to keep uh, their, their slaves there. You know, I really like uh, the way that Mary Ruart addresses this. I think she uh, she does a fine job of doing it in her book, Healing Our World. She talks about, she touches on uh, and, and goes into detail and cites sources on what you were just talking about, Wayne, how the marketplace and competition for employees would essentially have, you know, eventually gotten rid of slavery. It would have been incremental. It probably wouldn't have all happened overnight, uh, and, it, and it didn't happen overnight with the governmental uh, policy. And, no. it, and, and, and at least in the marketplace, it wouldn't have uh, cost the lives of hundreds of thousands of Americans in order to, to get it to happen. And, you know, basically what would happen is many of these slaves were already obviously being given room and board and, and that sort of thing. And so eventually the slave owners would realize, well, if we offer a little bit more, then we'll get the best, uh, we'll have the best people here. If we offer a little bit of money, then we'll have the best workers and so on and so forth. And working conditions would continue to improve via competition in an open and free marketplace. So, there's your answer. Let the marketplace work and slavery would be abolished on its own. More on the way. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything via the toll free number at 1 800 259 9231. Sickle CAI toll free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. 800 259 9231. Inviting you to our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features there, we give them away. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then become an amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com. It's for a little, as little as three bucks a month. You can help us get Free Talk Live on more radio stations across the country. And you'll get some perks too. Uh, You'll get access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only chat room and forum. There's some uh, more details there on what we're doing with the money. Essentially, again, it stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. So we're taking that $3 in, turning it right back around into bringing more stations on board and spreading the message of freedom and liberty. So go and get amped at amp.freetalklive.com. The new Zero Blaster shoots smoke rings 12 feet with a blue LED light to light them up. Now you can get the Zero Blaster, a Mega Blaster, or a Mini Blaster. Get your blaster at ZeroToys.com. That's ZeroToys.com. Wayne, we gave you one for your son. How's he like it? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, my son gives it the thumbs up. And he likes it? He likes it. Go Have you gotten to, is he actually, um, does he use it with the sound turned on or off? Because it's got a little sound switch you can turn Yeah, on. both. Both. Sometimes I'll say, hey, can you cut the sound on that now? It's yeah. still fun without the sound. But it, it isn't is. bad. I thought the sound might be obnoxious, but it's it's tolerable. Right parents. ZeroToys.com. Good stuff. 800-259-9231. Uh, we go back to the phones in moments. But I mentioned uh, a moment ago, we were talking about slavery. We had a question come in about, well, you know, what would a, what would have happened if Abraham Lincoln were never president and instead a, a libertarian-minded president were in? And I, I mentioned that Dr. Mary Ruard had, I thought, an excellent answer to that point. Or she certainly touches on it. In her book, Healing Our World, talking about how the marketplace on its own, if left truly free, a free marketplace with competition, again, competition works in several different ways. You're competing with your uh, competitors for customers, but you're also competing for the best employees. 
So, and citizens, too. Right. So you have to understand that the reason why the workplace today is as comfortable as it is, you know, you've got air conditioning. Many people, they don't have to work with dangerous machines. We've got a relatively safe workplace, a work environment today. It's not because of government regulation. It's because of competition between businessmen trying to give employees the best place to work. Julia, my girlfriend, was telling me she was uh, going down recently for a meeting. Uh, she works for a restaurant firm here in uh, the Northeast, and she's an assistant manager now, so she was going to an assistant manager's meeting, and she was talking about how comfortable this room was that they had set up. It was just a meeting room, uh, you know, very nice uh, seating, and uh, there's apparently coffee and tea and all kinds of different uh, beverages that were available. They, they didn't have to do that, um, and then after the, after the meeting, they took everybody out for drinks. Uh, they, they usually take them out for dinner as well, and I mean, these are things that aren't necessary. You could just have a meeting and have everybody go home but they want to make it as comfortable as possible for people so people think that, yeah, I like working here. Yeah. This is good. And that's why things are good. Anyway, I want to share with you what uh, Dr. Ruart says here in her book, Healing Our World, which, by the way, you can read for free on her website at ruart.com, R-U-W-A-R-T.com. It's the old 90s edition, but it's still chock full of good information. She points out that uh, many southern landowners after the Civil War didn't want to have anything to do with the newly freed blacks. However, wealth creation on their plantations was much more profitable with hired hands than without them. Blacks offered to work for less than whites would, meaning that uh, plantation owners would have to choose between their prejudice and their pocketbook. Many chose to hire blacks to maximize their creation of wealth. At first, the landowners tried to collude to pay the blacks as little as possible. Even though such action was perfectly legal, the marketplace ecosystem foiled their plans with its self-regulating magic. A few landowners soon found that if they paid the best workers a little bit more than everyone else did, then they had their pick of all of the skilled blacks. Experienced workers created more wealth for the plantation than unskilled ones, so profits increased. Landowners who paid low wages were alarmed to see their best workers leaving to work for these more enlightened employers. They either offered higher wages in return or found themselves without help. Even whites with deep prejudices found themselves persuaded by their pocketbook to As treat, will always happen. Right, to treat black hired hands better than they wanted to. Exploitation of newly emancipated slaves was limited by the employer's own greed. They were still able to discriminate, but they paid dearly for it. By allowing them to reap as they sowed, the marketplace ecosystem taught them the hazards of exploitation and discrimination. Blacks dissatisfied with working for landowners had other options as well. They migrated to northern factories, opened their own shops, or simply offered their skills to the community as plumbers, electricians, etc. The marketplace ecosystem protected blacks from exploitation by the variety of niches through which they could create wealth. As blacks began to gain respect and affluence, however, these avenues for creating wealth were then closed to them by government aggression, which she'll, she goes on in her book to talk about all of the different government regulations and licensing requirements that are essentially very subtle um, subtle racism today. It's, it's mm-hmm. still there, and it's, it's, it's more classist. I don't know what the intent is um, precisely. I mean, you know, they, they claim it's to keep us safe and all that other stuff, but one of the results is that people, that, you know, poor people have a difficult time opening their own businesses and making money and pursuing the American dream. Right. So the result is definitely classist. Is keeping poor people poor and keep them from, keeping them from creating true wealth for themselves by starting their own businesses. And that's a whole other topic, but there's one other important part, uh, point to mention about the Civil War in those times, even though there was slavery, there was an important factor that government, there was an important role that government played in that, 
and that is that government supported the role of slavery. So if a slave uh, managed to escape from the plantation, for instance, if he or she were captured by government uh, troops or government uh, police, then they would return the slave to the plantation, and the government would assist in capturing the slave. So it, this was government-endorsed slavery more so than, uh, than anything else, really. And that's not good. In fact, even in the uh, the 20th century, the Jim Crow laws. Uh, that's the government. But, right. It was the government passing laws forcing bus drivers to segregate their buses. I'd like to think, and, and likely there were people that um, you know in the government that wanted to get rid of slavery and wanted to do it for the right reasons. But there were also people that saw that getting rid of slavery would benefit them. The uh, industrialized North realized, hey, we can get uh, lower, you know, these, this people, these people will increase our labor pool and uh, lower the wages for the already um, remarkably low wages for immigrants into the country. People benefited from it from the same point of view. So, you know, it, it, it's all politics is it's just a football and we need to do these things for the right reasons and mary ruard out, outlines how we can yeah her book is very very enlightening and it's way outside the box but i've had a few people who i know who have read it and they and their eyes were opened widely she's so persuasive it's, yeah, it's very so well written i highly recommend that for gifts as well this uh, this holiday absolutely. season amazon.freetalklive.com if you want to get yourself a copy of the updated uh, 2000 edition let's go to the phones amp line brian in colorado you're on free talk live hello hey guys how you doing i have a comment on that slave thing yes. about how you, how you you compete with prices i've got a, a rental house and I know that uh, let's say it's it's uh, worth fifteen hundred bucks a month. That, that's what I think the market is. Okay. Uh, if I were to rent that thing for sixteen hundred dollars a month, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna make a hundred extra dollars a month. But my market is going to be so small that you know I'm gonna take whoever I happen to get, and they might not be the best candidate. But if I if I price that thing at fourteen hundred or thirteen hundred, I'm gonna have people lining up to to get that place. Right, and you can take your pick of those people, and likely you'll have the best people. Exactly. I'm now, now I'm in the I'm in the choosing seat, and I, I fill it much faster. You know, and if I lose a hundred bucks a month, but I rent it a month sooner, that's that's more than than, than the uh, that I would lose in a year. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I'm here in Tulsa. Okay. Still, and uh, as I uh, mentioned before, as a, as a recap, I, I kind of got uh, a little problem with the cops uh, last <laughs> week. Are you behaving this week, Mark? I mean, uh, <laughs> Brian. I, I'm being very very careful. Good. <laughs> well, last night I was coming out of that same restaurant that I uh, uh, came out of uh, when I kind of had my uh, 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 interaction with the police. Mm-hmm. And I was being very cautious. Of course, there was nothing going on, so that was okay. But I just couldn't help myself. And about a block away, I noticed there's some more flashing lights. Man, the, the cops in here have nothing better to do than to flash the lights. So I was kind of drawn towards the Uh-oh. flashing lights. <laughs> you, know, it's, it's, you didn't have two beers this time, did you? <laughs> No, Thank fine. God. <laughs> I, had a, I had a chili burger and played some darts. Well, okay. that, that's mind-altering, too. So anyways, I, I see the flashing lights, and I'm you know, you know, mysteriously drawn. And I see that there's a, there's a police car sitting, you know, double parked, lights flashing in front of another bar, right? And so I just kind of, you know, have my hands in my pocket, <laughs> approach very cautiously, and this bar is completely empty. You know, there's a, a couple, of, uh, couple of people there. And there's a cop at the uh, at the bar up at the bar, you know, in full regalia. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, taking a drink from a little tiny glass of water, hmm. all at once. So anyway, I, does that I, mean I something? Go, oh, okay. Are yeah. you suggesting that wasn't water and was indeed I, something else? I, I see. I can't. I can't say. You can't say for sure, I, but it looked like. 
people that were doing shots uh, that you've seen do shots in the past? Yeah, I'm not that I've you know ever done that. But, you would uh, you, you know, would say it would be unusual for the bartender. I mean, if that cop had come in uh, and asked for a glass of water, you'd say it would be unusual for them to pour it in such a tiny little glass. Yeah. <laughs> Let's continue the story here in moments. All right, hang on, dude. We'll bring you back. Hour three coming up. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the Sakel CAI toll free line. We'll also tell you about a Texas church that canceled the memorial of a military veteran. Why? We'll explain. Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are kicking off hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are for free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. We go back to Brian in Colorado. Uh, you were just getting into telling us a story, Brian. You're uh, visiting. Uh, actually, you're not in Colorado. You're in Tulsa tonight. Uh, but you were at a bar, and uh, you noticed uh, as you were walking out, you noticed that down the street there was some uh, some police lights a flashing, and a cop was double parked and in front of a different bar. Well, just because you were curious, you decided to go inside and see what was going on. And <laughs> they're he, flashing their lights after all, drawing attention to themselves, right? Yeah. I just can't resist the flashing light, I guess. You know? And as you had described it, uh, when you walked in, you saw a police officer in full uniform uh, bellying up to the bar and taking a swig from a uh, very, very tiny glass, which uh, sounds like a shot glass to me, right? Would you say it was a shot glass he was drinking from? Well, you know, a jury of his peers would have to decide that, I guess. But, you know, I've been in places and I've seen things like that. <laughs> but, you know, maybe he was thirsty, just having a quick glass of water, but he was on a diet, didn't want to have too much water, you know, to keep his water weight down. I don't know. you got to give him the benefit of that, right? Well, is it illegal? It could have been a shot of Sprite. Is it against the law for a cop to drink while he's off duty? I mean, it's possible he was off duty. At he was that in time, full right? regalia with his lights going out front? <laughs> Yeah, he could have been off duty. Either he's off duty with his car double parked, or I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I'm just trying no, to give the was, guy the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, What's the rest of the good. story? That's good. Well, you know, I, I just I didn't go into the bar. I just kind of walked up and and I saw there were three people in the bar. There was a woman sitting next to him he, with her backs to me, and then the, the bartender. And I walked up there, you know, I'm just kind of looking around, thinking there's you know lights flashing. There must be some kind of incident inside. But I learned from last week that I'm not going to go in and videotape at this time. Oh, I wish you'd have had videotape of the, cop, uh, of the cop drinking out of the little tiny glass. If I had my camera going, I'd have called you from jail tonight. So, I, didn't, yeah. I you know, Wayne told me to keep my nose clean. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, Brian, I told you off the air about the uh, the call that came in yesterday because uh, you probably didn't get to listen to the show because you're, again, over in a different city at the moment. But, uh, but That would have gotten that guy fired. But essentially, uh, one of our listeners recommended that you get a undelete program since the police had delete. When you got arrested recently for recording the cops, they you got your camera back and they deleted your files. If you just hook your camera up to your computer, run an undelete program, you should be able to rescue those files. And I've got my fingers crossed, hoping you'll you be able to. You go to Google, look up free undelete. Right. Mm-hmm. Will you yeah, give I'll, that I'll, a try? I, I will certainly give that a try. It's a Nokia phone. I'm not sure it's running fat. Uh, it's uh, you know they've got Symbian or something else on there, some kind of Java thing going. 
But I, I will certainly try that. That's a great idea. Good to think about that. Good luck with that, Brian. Anything else on your mind tonight? Well, yeah, I mean, this guy, this guy just kind of, you know, he, he's uh, the, the bartender, uh, uh, you know, nods at the guy and, and he whips around, notices somebody looking through there, and he gets up, he runs up, and he opens the door and runs past me into his car. And I'm thinking, well, he must have just got a call, hmm. you know. And so I'm doing some little small chat. Yeah, nice bar. He says, yeah, yeah, they, they got they got a nice bar here. And then he, he runs, you know, hops in his car and runs away. And I thought, well, you know, he, he must have just been there having a drink of water. Mm-hmm. But then. As I was walking away very slowly, uh, the guy comes around the block. <laughs> he's, he's, he just drives around the block and he comes back thinking I'm not going to be there anymore. Once he sees I'm there, then he drives someplace else. <laughs> Weird. It was bad. That's well, bizarre. The, 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 the other thing is I, I'm, I'm about a week behind the podcast, so uh, I just I heard something that, that reminded me of something funny. The, the guy who had his, his cat abducted and he had to buy it back from the yeah. uh, the private uh, the private thing. Well, you know we're out in the country and. And cats don't go outside because there's coyotes. Right. And so, not and cats so, you want to keep anyway. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, you don't have to worry about the cats getting picked up by the humane society. Let's just put it that way. Right. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I was away, and, a, and a, a friend was watching the cat, and the friend had, had the cat had a problem, went down to the vet, and the vet convinced him to, to chip the cat. And so I'm thinking, to what? Uh, chip it. Chip, to, it. chip him. Okay. Chip, chip the cat, yeah. And so I'm thinking, you know, uh, why do you chip a cat out in the country? You know, it's like we're going we're gonna to get a call from the vet one You know, the cat goes missing. We're going to get a call from the vet one day saying, uh, we found your coyote. <laughs> uh, funny, we Thanks. found your cat cadaver. Thanks for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Greg in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello, Greg. Hey, um, I want to say I love GCN. What's on your mind? Especially like Free Talk Live. You guys are awesome. What's on your mind tonight, Greg? Um, I was wondering where I could get some stank puss on the Thanks house. Thanks for the call. No, I'm not sure what he's talking about. 800-259-9231. We were just talking about cats dying. Jason in Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Jason in Virginia going once. Jason in Virginia going twice. I'm here. There you go. Hey, Jason, what's on your mind tonight? You know, that little mute button helps when I'm listening on the speakerphone, but not when I'm trying to talk to you. Very good. <laughs> hey, uh, this is uh, yeah, I'm, I'm your... Uh, Guy in the military industrial complex. Well, great. <laughs> we've, for, we've got a several of them. The Navy. <laughs> oh, okay. Very good. Yep. Uh, I was calling because I, I heard you mention uh, Stefan Molyneux before a few times. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it's pronounced yeah. Molyneux, but I'm not positive. Molyneux. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I saw him, uh, I saw uh, something with Ron Paul and him uh, online today, and I went and clicked on it and was listening to it. And uh, he's... I hate to bring this up because you guys talked about this for so long a few days ago, but more uh, anarchists, anarcho-capitalists versus uh, small government libertarian stuff. And uh, he was saying some stuff that that uh, you know, he's kind of fueling the fire on this uh, this you know, potential rift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was saying that supporting Ron Paul is worse than just useless. It's diverting your efforts from... Uh, Striving towards you know real liberty. Yeah, and you know, uh, I, I had a friend of mine uh, who listened to this show. Actually, he's uh, he's somebody who's doing some work for me, and and you know I don't know him particularly well, but he had never listened to Free Talk Live before. He had his one opportunity to listen was that particular evening. Um, I didn't get the impression he's ever going to listen again. And he said, you know, that libertarian pie that you guys are cutting up's awful small, isn't it? You know, the idea right. that libertarians might be, uh, uh, you know, cutting into factions uh, to him seemed silly because, you know, there's it, there's not that many libertarians as the, as it is. And, and right. uh, you know, for one to take a moral high ground over another seemed, seemed to him to be uh, counterproductive. Yeah, yeah. And 
listening to uh, Stefan, he was I think the highest of high grounds. I think <laughs> he was he was saying that uh, you should essentially turn in your libertarian card if you uh, if you don't confront all your friends and, and relatives with the question of do you support violence against me? You know, saying that if if they couldn't back down from from any and all support of taxation and you know government that you know it's uh it'd be hypocritical of you not to just dump them as as acquaintances friends you know, you know yeah, i think i think it can be a little unrealistic and childish to say we want all or nothing or we're taking our ball and going home as it takes right, me well, back to plato plato once said that one of the penalties for refusing to participate in politics is that you end up being governed by your inferiors mm. That may be true, and uh, and also in, in regards to ostracizing people who aren't willing to completely give up politics or to uh, completely reject the system seems to be uh, total folly in that all it's going to end up doing is uh, is essentially putting you on the outside of any sort of social circles with the exceptions of those very, very few people that believe in the same way that you do. And there's I mean, very, right. very few of them, and they likely don't live anywhere near you. Yeah. And, I think, and, I think that's, a and that's not going to do anything to you know, advance the cause. The one thing no, that, right. that Ron Paul is doing, he's bringing so many new people into this liberty idea. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. People that, that haven't even really considered it before. We need, to right. put our, we need to open our arms to people, talk to them about issues that are important to them, right. Um, right. create uh, relationships. Uh, you know, the idea of, uh, of, of... And I don't know, I didn't listen to the podcast that, uh, that you're talking about for, with Stefan mm-hmm. Lanou, but, but the ideas that you're espousing that perhaps you know, were his... They're they're counterproductive. Stefan is a really really smart guy, and mm. a lot of the things he says I like. Um, mm. But uh, but I think that uh, he feels I, I think that him and and the, I guess his followers, for lack of a better term, because there are a lot of people that just you know hang on on his every word. Uh, mm. A lot of them, you know, they're all very very intelligent. And I think they're overlooking of a critical factor, and that is not everybody really has a grasp on liberty like they might uh, have that grasp. And right. and just leaving those people out in the cold isn't going to do anything to help persuade them to your viewpoint. When you give them the litmus test and they say, no, I, I'm not willing to give up all of my government quite yet, and then you say, well, you know what, screw off, I'm never talking to you again – you've got zero chance of ever bringing them any steps closer to your viewpoint. Whereas if you remain friends with them and continue uh, subtly influencing them and discussing things with them, then you can move on and move forward. And these things take time. I didn't come to my positions overnight. It's been years. More on the way, and we'll bring you back for a little bit more on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are for free, so enjoy those. And they include updates. You get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You'll know first. Go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. So their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the, uh, the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359 for SACL CAI. 
800-259-9231 is our phone number. We go back to Jason in Virginia. Jason, you're back on Free Talk Live. You're talking, uh, we're talking with you about this ideological divide between those who still support some level of government, uh, the coercive state, if you will, versus those who are completely against the state. And that divide exists here on this program. Um, I'm completely anti-government. Mark, you like the idea of a very small government. But I have never, I mean, despite as heated as some of our discussions have gotten, I have never told you to never come back on the air with me, or Mark, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. It would be a crappy business move on your your part. It would be a crappy business move, but, you know, I'd be okay without you, Mark. I'd I'd make it work. Yeah, you'd Um, you'd make broadcasting work. I don't know how you'd make sales work. Well, there are other other salespeople out there, and I'm sure some of them would like a 90% uh, commission to come and sell There's other talk show hosts out there too that, well that's true <laughs> nevertheless um, but, the, but the fact is uh, we've been doing this together for years and over the years anybody who listens to the beginning of free talk live go back five years the show's been on the air for you know half a decade now uh anybody who listens to the show in the beginning will hear a mark who is far more a uh, big government person than uh, than he is right. today yeah you could have uh, yeah, i pretty much took my talking points from rush that's that's pretty much what i wanted to, the point i wanted to make when we came back is just that that People don't become uh, free marketeers, anarcho-capitalists overnight. You right. Know, it, it is a journey. And know? some never do. And, I, and I've been listening just, you know, like six months or something like that. I've changed a lot in six months in my thinking. Yeah. Mm. When I first heard your show, I, I, was, I wanted to call in right away, and I was thinking up these big arguments about why Ian was wrong. And <laughs> uh Especially when it came to, you know, absolutely no police and, and, and no state. I got and, some uh, uh, thoughts on that, too. Yeah, I know you do, and uh, I just have to say that you know, even even just over six months, I've I've changed quite a bit to where you know I'm I'm, I'm making Ian's arguments for him in my head and going, yeah, you know, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine that's what he's looking for. You know, just just people to uh, to to know his uh, standpoint. You know, and that's the uh, ideal, and I agree with the ideal too. I I agree with Stefan in principle, but the question is, how do we get there? So right. one of the first right. major step in getting there is, is is someone like Ron Paul in the White House. And that, that's where I think they're being short-sighted. And to suggest that the Ron Paul campaign is somehow doing damage to the liberty movement is to, sim- to simply shut out all of the evidence. I mean, the fact is, as you pointed out, uh, Jason, that there are a bunch of people that are discovering liberty for the first time because of Ron Paul. The fact is, I discovered liberty because of Harry Brown's right. campaign back in the year 2000. Um, if it, it was, hadn't been for Harry Brown, who knows where you would have been on it, the journey. Exactly right. And Harry Brown was participating in the evil political world. Well, the fact right, is, he brought right. me into this movement, and now I... I've helped bring other people into this movement, and it's all, it's all a big, long journey. It's not something that's going to happen for people overnight, and if these intellectuals believe that it can, they are completely delusional. Now, here's my question for you. I know you said you were watching some of Stefan's uh, videos. This is, again, yeah. Stefan Molnieu from Freedom Main Radio, who we've had on this show. Mm-hmm. We've talked to him about these things. I'm impressed with the guy. Uh, I, I like a lot of what he has to say, and I think he's got some great ideas. Um, I just think that uh, the idea of of completely shutting out and completely ostracizing those that don't agree with you 100% is uh, is a mistake. And, but he said that the Ron Paul campaign is distracting activists from doing what they could be doing to really advance liberty. And I'm wondering, what is did that? he actually specify some ideas there? What That's what I'd like to hear is, what, what does he think those activists should be doing in Instead, do you know? He he. Uh, I haven't listened to too many of them, and in the the two that I've listened to so far, uh, he was actually saying that going and confronting everyone you know would actually lead to 
more liberty, at least for you personally. He was saying that you can be free on your own if you cut all ties with people who want to control you. This, uh, it, it sounds like the sort of freedom that one would get by sitting alone in one's room by themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or a hot tub. I don't agree with that at all. You, you know? could have a hot tub. Uh, but cutting ties with people isn't a you know an answer about activism. And I was watching one of his videos recently as well, where he was making some brilliant points about immigration um, and you know on the issues, just knocking it out of the park. And then he started you know then he shifted into this discussion about the Ron Paul campaign and how it's distracting people and that he's got some real tangible solutions. But he didn't present them in that video, and I didn't know which video he presented them in. So if anybody has a, you know a summary of essentially some of what his, uh, what his ideas are, you're certainly welcome to call in, or maybe we'll have him back on the show to to talk about that. Because you know I'm always open to new ideas, and I know that politics isn't going to be the uh, the exclusive solution. I think I view politics as a way to spread our ideas. I don't necessarily think it is the end-all, be-all as far as how we will achieve liberty. Uh, one, one more point here, and that yeah. is that uh, you know, the, the inexorable increase of government, if Ron Paul gets elected, and I sincerely hope he does, and he succeeds in shrinking down the government, that kind of proves that government can go the other direction. And yeah, I well, it hasn't been happens. proven yet. That's only <laughs> if he succeeds. It has not been proven. I'm, just, I'm throwing out all these ifs here. If that happens... You know, that's going to be just the the, the uh, a big uh, shot in the arm for a liberty movement. You know, saying we can shrink government and that we can start reversing the trend. But you know, it's been uh, pretty disappointing so far. So well, government's shrunk in different areas. I mean, <laughs> here and there. Yeah, but Mark, you have to look at the big picture. Oh, as far as an aggregate goes, yeah, right. we're we're definitely yeah, yeah. losing ground. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying that it, it, as far as proof goes, it can be done. Jason, thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate you chiming in on this. 800-259-9231. And that was one of the points Stefan was making in the video that I was watching, and it's a great point. Uh, you know, looking at it on a historical perspective, he described this government as, uh, you know, a, an out-of-control truck that uh, just keeps going faster and faster, and there's new guys that keep jumping on the truck saying, I'll stop this truck, mm-hmm. you know, or I'll slow it down, and, you know, they jump on, and, uh, you know, th- that's, of course, the, the politicians that we're electing. And, faster, right? and the truck keeps going faster faster and faster. No matter what the politicians say they're going to do, they keep jumping on and the truck's now going 120 miles an hour instead of 2 miles an hour, which it was doing in the you know early 1800s, for instance. So on a wide perspective, it's very hard to believe that all of a sudden this new potential driver, Ron Paul, is going to be able to really slow the truck down. So I totally understand that position. And I don't really believe Ron Paul's going to be too effective at doing a whole lot because, again, he's the one guy. You know, it's not like there's going to be 400 more Ron Pauls elected to uh, the but Congress. He'll, he'll be in the position, the the you know most powerful sure. position in the free world. He there, will be in that position. There's and, no doubt he can do some some things that uh, others won't if he has the uh, you know the principles. And I believe Ron Paul has those principles, unlike Ronald Reagan, who was an actor and didn't really have any. Uh, any proof yeah, that he, he was going to do what he said he was going to yeah, do. Yeah, he ended up really duping, I think, the libertarian community back then. I oh, vo- yeah. I voted for him because I believed in what he said. Uh, smaller government, uh, getting rid of foreign aid, a lot of the things he said in 1980, and then he didn't do them. Right, and the fact is, you know, Ron Paul, as president, can bring the troops home from Iraq. He can bring them home from around the world. He doesn't need an act of Congress to do those sorts of things, at least as I understand it. So that would be one major area that would uh, do a whole lot to restore some semblance of sanity to this country. So there is some uh, some definite possibility with his campaign, but the number one reason I'm supporting it is because of the outreach factor. Because people are discovering liberty, that's incredibly valuable to me. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, 
Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The feature's there, completely free, including... The live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version as well, both waiting for you. Freetalklive.com. Movies, lingerie, and marital aids. AdamEve.com has got a special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com slash talk and get 50% off of one item. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. That's 50% off at AdamEve.com slash talk. 800-259-9231. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Chris, listening in Ann Arbor, W-A-A-M. Hey, Chris. Chris in Ann Arbor. Just just wanted to chime in a little bit. Uh, This Ron Paul versus activism debate is sort of interesting. uh, I'm a senior here at University of Michigan, and uh, I work for the conservative-slash-libertarian paper. I'm an editor, and... uh, I run across every day sort of the general debate that, you know, what you guys do on the radio, what I try and do in print, what, what people who love liberty try and do. And it's a long fight. And, you know, I, I'd love, you know, I'd love nothing more than to tear down, for example, the Department of Education brick by brick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realize I can't do that right now. And I, I think you have to sort of at some point take satisfaction. And for me, I'm trying to get, you know, people on campus to start wondering, you know, is it right that our government educates our kids? And, you know, mm-hmm. just start, you know, put that little seed of thought in their mind and, you sort of have to be satisfied with that in some ways. Absolutely. I mean, again, you're, the the the, uh, the term "planting a seed" is really a great uh, a great example. Yeah, great the Libertarian Party did that long ago, and look what we've got now: a Libertarian radio show, um, right on you know, thirty all, stations, all kinds of stations. other uh, other things that wouldn't have happened in the seventies. Yeah, and it takes these things take time, and it's like you know when it you did, they didn't build the government that quick, you can't tear it down that quick. And, and it's so much more important to plant those seeds instead of to bicker or to fight or to get into an argument because when you argue with people, nobody's the winner. Everybody just oh, yeah. digs in. They dig in a trench into their position and they just start lobbing bombs at each other, and and nobody ever really thinks about the other person's position um, and so you know just making suggestions or agreeing with somebody on an issue and then showing them how liberty would work with that issue better than the government solution is the way to sort of chip away at the you know the wall of statism that's essentially been built in their minds it, it, and the thing is it's, you know I have great sympathy with people who are black and white very hard on the idea of you know, maybe Ron Paul is corrupt for getting involved in politics, and we need to get, you know, we need to sort of stick to our guns. But on the other hand, I, you know, there's that there's that difficulty between reality and ideology, and you know, I so I wholeheartedly support what Ron Paul is doing, just in the idea of maybe, you know, maybe he doesn't even win, but you know, maybe he gets another couple million people to start going and you know, reading maybe Ludwig von Mises and some. Cap, you know, some of that, you know, Austrian capitalism stuff, or, you know, reading, uh, sure. you know, the classic libertarian literature. And so, you know, I, sometimes I guess I find myself a little impatient with the activists, but I think there has to be some kind of a bridge amongst the divide. So, well Chris, said, what you guys sir. do? Keep it up, guys. Chris, what's the name of the newspaper that uh, you have there? At the, is University of Michigan, you said? Yeah, I go to University of Michigan. It's the Michigan Review, uh, michiganreview.com. And it sort of fluctuates. I mean, we have some, uh, you know, we have some uh, conservative, uh, we have some classical liberals, we have some social conservatives, but we, you know, our main effort is to try and strive and 
provide us a little bit of a different viewpoint because you know, Lord knows how much the University of Michigan sort of likes to promote the state. So sure, just every little bit that can help. So. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, uh, libertarians can hide themselves as uh, uh, statists anytime if they can get into some statist magazine and uh, you know write libertarian stuff. I'm fine with that. I, that's how I found through uh, National Review. That's how I found libertarian thought. I read an article in National Review about ending the drug war. And I'm like, really? Huh, who'd have thought? And and the more I, you know, obviously the first thing I thought about was marijuana, and I thought, hmm, that's an idea. But, I, I, Oh, yeah, and that's go. a huge part about reaching out, too, is, you know, maybe you get someone on one certain interest. Uh, maybe the drug war, for example. There's a lot of people here in Ann Arbor who generally support Ron Paul for two things, um, for ending the war in Iraq and for ending the drug war. Sure. And maybe those are great touch points, and then you can start talking about other things, you know. Maybe the gold standard is the right thing to talk about with someone, you know, after you start convincing them of the illegality of prosecuting drugs. So, right. I mean, there's how so crazy is it? I mean, how, it's really just kind of nutso to suggest that, you know, if you get somebody to agree with you on one issue, that at that point you should give them this ultimatum and say, well, you either reject the state 100% right now or I'm never talking to you again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That's not going to convince anybody. That's not building no, I, bridges. I, I, I respect the passion, but I just, you know, there's. I, I also think you need beyond passion. You need a little pragmatism as well. So yep. I love it, guys. Keep up the good work. Well said, Thank Chris. Chris. Thanks for the call. Good hearing from you, uh, you too, as well, at the, the newspaper there. Uh, because this is a multi-pronged outreach effort. What we're doing here, you know, we've uh, we're doing radio on Free Talk Live and uh, podcasting MP3, obviously. You know, you got John Stossel, you got Penn and Teller. Now Drew Carey is coming on board as uh, producing liberty-oriented video content. Uh, and then you've got people like Chris and others that are uh, that are writing for newspapers, both large and small, uh, around the country. These ideas take time to spread, and to suggest that you should just ostracize people who aren't 100% purists, that's kind of culty, isn't it? You know, to say, well, you either join our cult now or we're never talking to you again. We have found the true meaning. We have found the true answer, the true Messiah of liberty. Well, and if you don't want to come on board, then screw you. We're going to go to the mothership without you. <laughs> right. Cult's an inaccurate word, but culty for that particular uh, behavior I, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't discount that because of what it is doing. Um, you know, one of the attributes of a cult is it separates you from your, your loved, loved ones. ones. And right. You know, that would be exactly what that is. Based on a similar kind of litmus test. Free Talk Live would never suggest that. I think you should talk to your loved ones and educate them about, um, you know, how uh, government screws up everything it touches. Now, hold on a second. Now, people in my life, Mark, have made it very clear they don't want to talk to me about these things. In that case, I'm respecting them and I'll leave them alone. But I haven't completely ostracized them. I haven't haven't broken ties with them. I'm still friendly with them. And they may come around. Yeah, sure. Because of some of the things you said, you plant seeds, you drip on people, you don't pour a fire hose on them. Right. And those little drops over time, what happens when we hear things, sometimes we think they're crazy, but then something happens or we see something in the news and, and it validates what that person said to us six months mm-hmm. ago. Right. The and government does something to you or, some, or it makes a demand. Yeah, whatever it is, yeah. It, it happens over time and, and you have to influence people, not control people. Absolutely. That's, that's the whole distinction. We continue with the phone calls. Let's talk to Scott in Winnipeg. You're on Free Talk Live. Scott. Scott, Winnipeg, going once. Scott in Winnipeg, going twice. Maybe we'll try him back. In the meantime, we go to Matt in Illinois on the amp line. Hello, Matt. Hi, guys. How are you tonight? Good. What's on your mind? Uh, got a little story for you. Okay. Um, my daughter got a job at a restaurant as a waitress. Okay. And she hasn't had it very long. She's had trouble 
keeping down jobs. Now, this was the is this the same daughter, 15, who had a job with the kind of creepy guy that creeped her out, and so she quit that job? No, this is uh, actually my 20-year-old stepdaughter. Okay, got and, it. And she's pregnant. She's pregnant with twins. Oh, boy. And um, so she's trying now to get a job, trying to settle down, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm from the great socialist state of Illinois. Oh, boy. And... Um, well, I found out over the weekend when I was uh, taking my kids out that her restaurant is closing down in January. Why? I said to my kids, why? And they said, well, they're not earning enough money. And I thought to myself, hmm, that's strange. I've been to this restaurant. It always seems to have a full parking lot. I go in there. Uh, one of the things about this restaurant, it's got a big smoking area. A lot of people go there, and there's a lot of smoke in the restaurant. I've, I've noticed that before. It doesn't stop me from going there. I but it would certainly stop some people. Some, some people. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm sitting here listening to the radio today, and I hear this commercial come on the radio. Uh, in January, Illinois is going smoke-free. All oh boy. public places, you will not be allowed to smoke. And one of the things that they say is, so now people will be free to go to work without having to worry about their health. Well, the thought occurred to me, this restaurant is probably closing because most of its clientele are smokers. Could be certainly a factor, I would guess. And now my daughter is not even free to go to work anymore mm. because she's losing her job. Oh, sure. And this is one of the unintended consequences that these legislators who think they're doing a good thing for workers don't so, even think about. Do you think you'll get any opportunity to talk to the owners of the restaurant, Matt? Um, if I go there between now and January, which I doubt that I will because uh, I no longer live in that area, um, I, I would. Because the owner is always there. It's I'll sad. tell you what, Matt. Um, if you uh, if you'll email me at mark at freetalklive dot com uh, the the name of the restaurant, perhaps the owner if you know the name and that kind of thing. I'd like to see if we can talk to him on the air. Matt, thanks for the call, dude. Just another sad example of uh, the seen and the unseen. It's easy to see the examples of these government uh, laws, but the unseen is the true tragedy. More on the way. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. We give away the features there. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then we recommend that you go shopping at the store. Just head over to store.freetalklive.com and uh, take your pick from a variety of different products, including the uh, probably one of our uh, top sellers, the Free Talk Live t-shirt. I mean, it's one of those basic staple items, right? Uh, every radio show has to have a t-shirt. Well, ours, uh, we, we, don't sc- we don't scrimp. Uh, on as far as product quality is concerned, this is good stuff. Good, uh, good as it's described here, 100% ring spun cotton. That sounds spiffy, doesn't it? Uh, double needle, luxurious ring spun softness, cover seamed neck, shoulder to shoulder tape. I mean, this is good stuff. Anyway, it's it's dual sided, so you've got the Free Talk Live logo on the front, and then on the back you actually have uh, you know the words Free Talk Live and our website and all that. And it comes in two colors, not to mention a variety of sizes, yellow and black, and it's less than 18 bucks. $17.76. So head on over to store.freetalklive.com. And do you have more debt than you can pay? You don't have to file bankruptcy, and you can pay pennies on the dollar, and your credit doesn't have to take a hit. It's a 100% legal and 100% ethical program that will show you how to get out of debt in 90 minutes. Go to outin90.com. That's outin90.com. I wish I had had that information when I was uh, going through my financial problems. 
I would have made decisions entirely differently than I did. I, I was just, I, I didn't have any, is all you had is a bunch of people telling you what to do, and, and they all had a financial interest in you doing it. So Information is a good thing. All right, let's go to Arlington, Texas, where the Associated Press uh, is reporting a mega church apparently has canceled a memorial service for a Navy veteran 24 hours before it was to start. Now, why do you think that a, a church would do something he so was gay. awful? How'd you know that? Because what else would it be? Okay, you're right. It's because he's gay. Officials at the non-denominational High Point Church knew that Cecil Awful. Howard Sinclair was gay when they offered to host his service, said his sister Kathleen Wright. But after his obituary listed his life partner as one of his, uh, one of his survivors, she said it was called off. She said it was like a slap in, a fa- in the face saying, oh, we're sorry he died, but he's gay, so we can't help you. Wright said High Point Church offered to hold the service for Sinclair because their brother is a janitor at the church. Sinclair, who served in the first Gulf War, died Monday at age 46 from an infection after surgery to prepare, uh, to prepare him for a heart transplant. The church's pastor, uh, the Reverend Gary Simons, said no one knew Sinclair, who was not a church member, was gay until the day before the Thursday service when staff members putting together his video tribute saw pictures of men engaging in clear affection, kissing and embracing. (laughs) Now, it wouldn't have been necessary for them to put that in the video. You certainly don't have to display. I mean, if you're concerned about that sort of thing, it is their church, and they can certainly make whatever decisions they want to. You wouldn't have to really uh, focus on those sorts of things. Nonetheless, that's the excuse they used. Uh, according to the pastor of the church, Simmons said the church believes homosexuality is a sin, and it would have appeared to endorse that lifestyle if the service had been held there. Yeah, I wonder, would they do the same thing to a drug addict? Would they do the same thing to somebody that, uh, you know, went out and committed some other sin? Is it every single sin that the church is going to, to refuse? Are you going to have, to have to have a completely clean record in order to get a memorial service for I think these that people? A, a, drug, a drug addict's a good um, example if you're talking about somebody who lived a heroin lifestyle. Whereas committing a sin is not a lifestyle sin. Where, um, you know, a person who lives with a man, uh, you know, a gay guy who lives with a man, uh, you know, he's he's committing a lifestyle sin. He's... It was sort of, um, you know, he's living his sin every day. So that's unforgivable in the eyes of the church. I don't think it's unforgivable, but um, I think I, I didn't say. I, I think that the uh, you know a heroin addict is a good example of how um, you know well, what would the church do in this particular instance? I I think that they lost a PR battle here. Mm-hmm. I think they made a real mistake. Um, but Especially agreeing to do it while you know he's a gay man. They knew that he was gay when they agreed to do the service. But you understand that people are so filled with hate when it comes to gay people that likely some people, um, some parishioners would have said, yeah, we're going to stop um, supporting the sure, church. Sure. Uh, we're going to stop giving money if... Uh, then they know, should have rejected it out front instead well, of probably, 24 hours They beforehand. may not have known. She says they knew. Well... She can say whatever she wants. They said they didn't. They don't, they are not saying they didn't. They have not denied that. They said they they said that they found out on the day that they were looking at uh, the day before when they were putting maybe together the, the staff members didn't know, but she says that the the, the reverend or well, whoever's who is, in charge isn't of this. the isn't the reverend staff. She says staff. It says here that staff members that were putting together his video tribute saw pictures of men kissing and embracing and that sort of thing, and that's what uh, what set them off. So maybe it wasn't. Maybe not everyone at the church knew, but somebody knew, and then they canceled that twenty-four hours. It wasn't a mistake. Advance. It's a mis- There's there's a yeah. problem. Um, you know what I'd like to know? You said that there's a, there's a lot of hatred when it comes to uh, to gay people with these uh, these church folks. 
do you think they do you think that they've ever met any gay people like you know that they knew were gay i'm do, sure they do they know any gay people i'm sure they do but there's a lot of indoctrination that goes with it you know and what are they what are they told you know these are the, the hands of spawn the of satan says it's evil what, what i was told at church was to hate the the sin not the sinner uh but you know i i they're having trouble separating that i i, I guess so well, according to Simmons, he said the decision had nothing to do uh, with the obituary. He said the church offered to pay for another site for the service, made the video, and provided food for more than 100 relatives and friends. He says we did decline to host the service, not based on hatred, not based on discrimination, but based on principle. Had we known it on the day they first spoke about it, yes, we would have declined then. It's not that we didn't love the family. He says the church believes homosexuality is a sin, and it would have appeared to endorse the lifestyle had it been held there saying even though we could not condone that lifestyle, we went above and beyond for the family through many acts of love and kindness. Wright called the church's claim about the pictures a bald-faced lie. She said she provided numerous family pictures of Sinclair, including some with his partner, but said that none showed men kissing or hugging. So she's saying she doesn't know where they're making those claims, where that came from. Uh, the 5,000-member High Point Church was founded by Simmons, uh, blah, blah, blah said that relatives declined the church's offer to hold the service at a community center because they felt it, it was an inappropriate venue. It ultimately was held at a funeral home, but the cancellation still lingered in some minds. Well, I'm sure. So, uh, you know, I just again, I really wonder. I, I feel like the, the hatred of gay people is sort of similar to the hatred of people because of their color of their skin. I mean, it's you're putting people in groups. It's this collectivist mentality that, oh, if you're gay, you're bad. Or if you're a black person, you're bad. Or if you're white, you're bad. Or, you know, whatever this... It's just it's so ignorant. People should be judged as individuals uh, based on what they've done in life. Have they harmed others? And in the case of most gay people, they don't hurt other people. They're some of the nicest folks I've ever met. Uh, I don't think I've... If I've met a gay person that was, was a bad guy i didn't know he was gay because any of the the gay folk that i've met in my life have just been some of the friendliest some of the nicest most uh well, and many of them have been entrepreneurial um I, people it, 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 very very much I, I would agree with you that that that's true for some of the gay people i've met but you're putting them in groups when you say that you know and no, i'm saying some of the gay people i've met a lot have of been the gay like people this. is what what you were saying and you i know, didn't say all gay people were entrepreneurial or nice just making tell. it clear you can't tell all all gay people. Some gay people are very butch, and you can't tell until... Absolutely. There's yeah, that's a, true. Lots of them you like can't Mark. tell. Like Mark. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got to be gay. None of them talk like this. Oh, yeah. yeah. The butch ones don't, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the butch ones don't. So I, I think that there are a lot of people out there that, the, the, you know, these Christian types, that they probably know some gay people, like like you're describing, Wayne, that are very gay, but they don't necessarily advertise it, and that... That if they were to find out that that person is indeed a gay man or woman, that it would be a shock to the system for them. Like, oh my God, I've been friends with this person for two decades, and I didn't know, you know, what does that say about me? It would get them very, very upset to find these things out. Would they, and, and it would, in many cases, it would completely change their acceptance of that person, even after they've been friends with them for, you know, as many years as they might have been, if they all of a sudden discover the truth 
then they re- then they you know they turn towards rejection, and that's not very loving. You know, I found that a lot of really really religious people are not comfortable with their own sexuality. Oh, I bet you're and, right. And if you're a heterosexual male and you're very comfortable with your sexuality, you have no th- you, you don't feel threatened by gay people. I not can, at all. I can kid around and talk like a gay guy. I have friends who are gay, and I goof around and say you're gorgeous today. Yeah, you know? it's it's just not yeah. Gonna, yeah, it's not going to change anything. I mean, there's nothing anything. there's nothing that a person's going to change to say to say about me that's going to change my sexuality. That's right. There's nothing that they're going to say or do. You know, we know what we know what we know what we like. We know what we don't like. Right. I agree with you. Enough. I think a lot of uh, the you know a lot of people in America, especially those in uh, in many of these uh, fundamentalist kind of religions, have severe sexual repression issues, and that's why you see um, you'll see reports on television about these religious people, in many cases pastors and that sort of thing, with secret porn addictions. That's right. Uh, you know, they they try to hide it, they try to repress it, and it only just makes it manifest in more dangerous and uh, and really screwy ways. And I don't think that's healthy. I think that uh, well. The sexuality of American, uh, many American people is a whole other topic, and we don't have time to discuss it here. And it, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean you're promiscuous, either. It, it, being uh, comfortable with your own sexuality is just that. We will be back tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.